All right. Hello, hello. Hey, Hefa, you with me? I'm with you, bro. We're chilling. Oh, man, I am so excited tonight. We got a friend, a longtime friend uh, with us chatting it up about music and stuff. And uh, let me tell you something. He is one bad mother. One bad mamma jamma. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm high off a of, off a of coffee, but uh, yeah, lots of great stuff with Jay. Jay's played with so many great artists, but most importantly, he is a great artist. And uh, I've heard this guy play drums. I want to tell you a quick story before we bring him up, and I know we got some other stuff to talk about. But uh, sure, sure. So one time, uh, I needed a bassist, and like. It was like, I don't know, it was a few days before a gig, and I didn't even want to call Jay because he'd be like, you know, I ain't playing with you. You know, but I, I was like, whatever. I got some courage. Up. I gave him a call. I was like, yo, man, I got this gig. Can you come down and play it? And uh, he was like, sure. And I sent him all these songs, and he showed up at the gig. I don't think he even listened to what I sent him. But what he played was just, it came from the heavens above. It was the best bass that I've it had to be some of the best bass I ever heard in my life live and also on the songs that I wrote live and he you could tell he was just going right from the hip and I don't know if, like Hef it's hard you can do that on drums even on guitar you yeah, get a little wild yeah, pad and go wicka yeah. chicka but on bass you he's really, that good though on bass you can't really do that because if you hit a like a, a note that's not with it on yeah. the bass it makes everything sound really especially bad. if you're going in one direction and the bass player is going in the other he hit no bad notes. yeah I don't think he ever has, actually. That's the rumor that's been told. We should change the show to Jay Bratton. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, instead of Just Riffin. Okay, but I, dig- Riffin. I, got, I digress for now, but I'm going to get in more into that later. And we're uh, gonna- I'm excited to talk to Jay about all this good stuff, man. And we got some special uh, some special friends and some special guests that are that are actually uh, uh, you know going to hang out with us on the stage. We got O.D., one of the chimpers. We got O.D., what's happening? Suze. She's also part of the, the, the Rug Radio ecosystem as well. So glad to see them. Line Trash is here. Jay is here. We're going to get into it. So what do we got? What do we just do? Uh, let's talk a little bit. And we had Art Basel just ended. We normally don't really talk art and stuff like this. Well, I mean, kind of we do. But music is the art of it. But So we had, um, we had the Rug Radio Our House, which was a huge huge uh, success you know they made a really big announcement uh partnering with decrypt and i'm sorry with uh, uh merging with decrypt and partnering with uh uh, uh what, yeah uh, what was the coin again i forget oh no well no so it's arbitrary Arbitrum, is, uh, is, yeah, yeah. is the blockchain that they're partnering with and so interesting i meant interesting the, i meant the blockchain i'm i'm slow today <laughs> it's okay it's just uh you know just riffing just riffing yeah uh so um i was there at the our house from the 7th of December. And uh, that was when we had our, our creators. Uh, it was like creators, creators day. So there's all the creators were there, you know, that, that were in Miami. And, uh, and that was good. It was, I was, it was great to meet a lot of people. Like I'm just seeing their, their PFPs and some people I, I recognize because they do um, uh, take pictures and show their faces. So I kind of recognize some people and, uh, but had the pleasure to meet um, Suze. Uh, also the a pleasure to meeting OD and uh, both 
awesome people. Like, uh, you know, you know, when you meet somebody, <clears throat> pardon me, guys, but uh, you can kind of tell, especially us, we're, 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 we're elders, right? So you can tell when someone's. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Speak for yourself. Yeah. No, I'm old as shit. I just don't <laughs> want to broadcast it. You know, I want to, I want to try to, you know, I figure I act stupid enough to where people may think I'm younger. I don't know. You are, dude. If some people can see what you look like right now, they would say. Wait, oh, it is. Yeah, 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 we're not on video yet, but uh, if they can see what you look like, uh, they'd be laughing. That's for sure. But um, it was great to be able to, to put the, uh, you know, PFPs to the face, I guess. And uh, but, you, you know, getting back to what I was saying, like, you know, you can tell when you meet somebody if they're kind of fugazi or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But everybody that I met. Uh, for the most part, I would say there was like a couple people I got a kind of weird vibe from, you know, but, uh, I'll digress from that. But everybody else, like I want to say 99% of the people that I met were awesome people, people that, you know, I would talk to on a daily basis, you know, that, uh, had a good vibe about them. Yeah. How about yourself? What was your, uh, what was your experience? I gotta be honest. I loved everyone there except myself. Oh, yeah? That's the only person I wouldn't talk to on what? a daily basis. And the weird thing is, I do talk to myself on a daily basis. I hope you don't answer yourself back. I do. I oh, no. And oh, I usually no. give myself the wrong answers back, and that's why I'm here tonight. But appreciative and grateful. Though. I need the uh, the siren soundboard, wherever that's at. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, this was great. Uh, uh, Suze and, and OD, you guys can uh, uh, get up here, man. You guys can unmute. I, I want to chit-chat a little bit here before we get into it with Jay Bratton. And uh, oh, line trash. That's right, dude. He wrote line trash. Was he's, he's he was, yeah, yeah, he's real deal. He, he was the first MVP. Of all, he, yeah, he was the MVP, man. And he's got my okay. So, my PFP, my Corey Van Lew PFP has a uh, a gold tooth, just one little gold tooth. First of all, the, the teeth they're called fingers. I, I, I will um ask Corey uh, the, the, the origin or the story behind all of this. Um, but uh, I, I need to get a gold tooth, just one. So I can match my PFP. I just can't walk around without that. You know, I feel like uh, empty and alone and afraid of, if, yeah, now, now, cause I saw line trash and I was like, man, he's got the gold tooth. Maybe I should just give him my PFP, but he's got a cool PFP and he's not going to give me his. So I'll digress and, and I'll just go get me a, a gold tooth. If anybody has a hookup on the gold tooth, let me know. Uh, my friend, I'm in the market. I got a diamond on a tooth once. I thought it was really oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it wasn't like a grill. It was just like one little diamond speck yeah. in there. And I thought that was pretty neat. Slick Rick style. I wonder yeah. if that's a like diamond in the front, sunroof top, or no. diamond in the back. No, Yo, that was what William Devon, man. I was yeah. recorded in, I think, 1972, I believe, was recorded in Philadelphia with wow. his last $700. And what? what a classic. Amazing. That, Amazing. Man. How's it go? Sing it. Oh, man. Oh, oh, you could, oh, oh we got the guitar here. We're going to jam a little bit because we, we have no, like, uh, there you go. Drive a great big Cadillac. Does this even sound okay on the thing? <laughs> Gangster white walls, TV antennas in the back. I hope everybody's clapping at home. You may not have <laughs> a car at all. But just remember, brothers and sisters, well, you can still stand tall. Just be thankful for what you got. I'll, I'll stop it, man. Wait, just a hook. I can take. Throw you diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging the sea with the gangster lean. Ooh, ooh. 
Diamond in the back, some rooftop, digging in the scene with a gangster lean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> Getting down, bro. I love it. The last time we're going to have to, uh, since you got the guitar here, we're going to definitely. We're taking a request. Okay, right now, be the 10th. All right, girl. <laughs> hey, where did we go? Oh, play that funky music, white boy. Yeah. Play definitely. that funky. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't be sorry, bro. It's good. Oh. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, it's happening. What's. I, I want to know how many times has that song been sampled? Uh, uh, diamond in the back, uh, sampled for what you got? You tell us. No, like, and, oh, you asking know. us? I, I would love. Oh to my know. gosh! Asking, wow, dude, yeah. you know how many people sampled that? We can find out really quick. I love it. You know what? You know, I gotta say, the original is my favorite version. Like, didn't they do like a club remix of like? I think even, and don't get me wrong, I love, you know, obviously Curtis Mayfield, but didn't they do a remix with Curtis Mayfield or was it just labeled on like a dance remix? But Or was it just mislabeled? Because sometimes people do that. They're like, oh, that must be Curtis Mayfield. You know, just, I don't know. But, I don't know. No idea. But it's definitely been sampled a bunch for sure. For sure. That, what, what was the original artist? Was uh, William Devon. William Devon. So like, I think Gangsta Gangsta. I mean, there were so many NWA. You name it. There was a, a, a plethora of people. Uh, O.D., Od, what up? Yep. Though? You tell me. <clears throat> I was I was actually about to Google it when he uh, called me. <laughs> okay. William William, William Devon, dude. Yep. Be thankful for what you got. Yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna Google it right Cadillac. now. But how's how's how is your recovery from from Art Basel? Well, I, well, I was going to ask you, dude, like, you know, I saw you br briefly that day and then uh, we were actually on the way out. I don't know where me and Line Trash were going somewhere. I probably had to go get some. Oh, we went and got kosher pizza, bro. I took Line Trash to get kosher pizza in the um, in the nice, fine neighborhood there in Miami Beach. And um, so how was it uh, recovering? Well, you know, I had a good time, dude. I, I don't drink to get drunk. I had a few uh, vodkas. I was I got loose, you know, smoked a little bit of the um you know, from the peace pipe. And, uh, it was great. My, I, I want to say I'm recovered and I'm good. And I was, uh, never under, you tell me, how was it for you? What was your, what was your basil like? Uh, it was, it was, it was pretty good. You know, I spent a lot of time at the OD labs, um, gallery, you know, I helped out there. So stayed out of trouble. So it was, it was pretty mellow, pretty mild, you know, very art based. Um, but the, you got me at the kosher pizza. Oh yeah, dude. Next time you're in town, just hit me up. And next time you're in Miami, bro. And I will take you to the spot. I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, line trash. If you want to get up, just request to come up. I'd love to have you come up. And, um, I'd like to hear your take on that kosher pizza too. Cause I don't think line trash has ever had kosher pizza in his life. Uh, Evie, by the way, she, she's out there too. Thank you for tuning in with us and hanging out. We got Jay Bratton. We're going to get with him soon. Uh, so yeah, Odie, I want to know, um, tell me about the Odie labs, man, because kind of honestly, I was not that I was stuck at the R house at the rogue radio R house, but honestly, I, I kind of didn't want to go anywhere else. I felt like there was like a plethora of people coming through the door there and, you know, for me to network and to talk to and, and, uh, and, and just meet people. Uh, I've, I'm a native to Miami, so I've, I've done Art Basel so many times. I, I, I don't want to sound jaded, but um, I really didn't want to go driving through the traffic. And I knew where the traffic was at, and I knew what was going to be, and I, I just didn't want to go sit in the traffic, quite honestly, you know? And uh, 
I was able to meet a bunch of artists at the R house. I saw some really cool art at the R house, not really crazy installations like you would. I'm sure like OD labs. I really wanted to go there. The orange thing I wanted to go to, um, uh, with Liz, Liz's, uh, Liz Mahay's event. She was throwing, uh, I missed profits event, dude. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible friend on Twitter. Yeah. 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 The, the traffic was pretty brutal, but you know, it was, it was only a, a little while. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Maybe twenty minutes back and forth, but the Odi Labs was like a um, it was a gallery at this warehouse opposite the Windwood Walls. Um, it was a very it was a mixed reality um, gallery. So basically, you see the pieces on the wall, and then every piece had a QR code. And you scan the QR code, it'll take you to Instagram, and then you'll see the the painting itself comes to life in different layers, like you know all interactive like each one did something different it was really cool and we had the MetaQuest headsets so that you know about seven or eight of them were activated so you didn't have to use your phone you just put the headset on and you walk around and it's mixed reality so you're able to still like see things as they are around you but when the painting itself like was the only thing that activated that's cool so yeah yeah, so you walk by the painting and the painting just pops out and like the eyes start moving and glitching and stuff. It was, it was psychedelic, man. Right on. Hey, OD, man, I want to ask your opinion. Like that, that technology to me seems so cool because it's like, it's not like, uh, you know, it's like both. It's like the actual, your actual environment and then it's supplemented with some uh, augment, augmentation. Uh, augmented reality right how can we use this technology like to interact like with music do you think do you have any like ideas of how we could maybe kind of incorporate that into the audio world so i would the best way i can think of is the way that they kind of implemented it say like you have a picture or like a cd case or whatnot and or a cd like a record frame and when someone puts on the meta quest and looks at your mic record frame, say, all right, J6 record frame, right? We'll just say that's a piece of art is a record in a in a frame, right? And then boom, the music that's starts awesome. playing. And they could right. And as long as you have the meta quest on, it's already activated. So it'll be playing in the background the whole time as you wash your dishes, cook your food, whatever, whatnot. So yeah, I think that's 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 the next level, and I hung out with the devs who did it, and they work with MetaSpark. I believe MetaSpark is a program you can use to, like, um, use that because they believe that um, augmented reality advertising is going to kick off in the next ten years. So that's going to be like the next big thing. So they're working with brands and different people to make these things come to life. You said that was Meta. So it's, it's you said it was MetaSpark. I think Metasparks the program you can use, but the company itself, oh, I, the guy's name is Nav. I have to look up the name of the company, but shoot me a DM. He, they're doing shoot, stuff. If you don't mind, yeah, yeah. I'll shoot you a DM. That'd be yeah. dope. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, music is is one of those things that we, uh, <clears throat> you know, the major part of our show is 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 about music and tech, and those, uh, you know, we we've just been trying to figure out, you know, like uh, the 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 whole skinny behind it we got Suze up here Suze I know you you have we spoke a little bit at Art Basel at our house at the Rug Radio R house um I know you were telling me a bit, little bit about your background your art teacher and everything and but we were, we were talking a little bit about music there you want to come up here and uh, and chit chat with us how you doing tonight oh yeah feeling? yeah thank you so much thank you so much I'm still recovering 
<laughs> I'm still in recovery. Oh, how, tell us uh, how spicy your uh, basil was. It wasn't spicy, honestly. It wasn't too spicy. I was always like not going out too late or anything like that. But um, I did have an early morning flight on Monday. Um, so, you know, I got home yesterday and just kind of hit it hard, got back into the work mode, and now I'm just pretty fried today. <laughs> what was the highlight? Oh, oh, I mean, our house was so fun on, um, what was that, on Saturday? I thought Saturday was just totally crazy. That's when they made the announcement. Um, it was exciting. You know, and I had just spent the entire day like looking at art before I got there at like five o'clock or something. So it was a pretty uh, epic day for me. I would say Saturday was. And how how was the news for you? Were you was it something that you were expecting that kind of news, or what were what did you have a? Were you living in the subconscious there, or was, were you were you staying conscious? Um, you know, I so I really was surprised about uh, about Arbitrum. Um, I saw, mm. you know I had seen like a little bit of hinting on the decrypt stuff, like showing up on, um, in an, like around, uh, rug radio and especially like, on uh, Farouk's show, like mentioning stuff around decrypt. So that part wasn't super surprising, but I was a little bit, uh, surprised that they're, that, you know, they decided to build on Arbitrum, um, which is, you know, interesting. There's so many different blockchains. I I, there's so many to choose from. So it's like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not 100% familiar with Arbitrum. J6, mm -hmm. uh, uh, are you? Well, I mean, I know it's a layer two, and I know there's Z zero knowledge rollups, aka ZK rollups, and then there's optimistic rollups, and they're two different technologies. And uh, Arbitrum is an optimistic rollup, and it seems to be killing it with they're using the technology to build gaming uh to build the gaming up in the space and i don't i'm not, no expert on anything uh, except for i make a mean oatmeal in the morning i'm an expert at oatmeal but everything else i just kind of dibble dabble here you know and uh i'm i'm with it i'm like into this tech and i'm, I'm willing to go down every rabbit hole that they put before me i, I will do want to say this suze i had such a great conversation with you uh, at the art house and about art and even in the few short moments we talked, I've been having like, like all these moments where with the conversation we had, where I've been realizing the art I like and why I like it now, just from our, like, I don't even know if it was even a 10 minute conversation, but now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is why I like this. It traces back to this. It's, it's really bizarre because I never even thought or recognized it until you kind of made me aware of of why some people are drawn to certain type of art. And so oh, I think I love that. I love that. I love that. Suze, you're doing big things. <laughs> but I love that. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of my motivation. I mean, people are collecting art and they don't necessarily know why. So, you know, having the conversation is part of making that, you know, connection. Like, Oh, why do you like that? Why are you collecting this type of art? Like that's, the thing that I get into. So, um, J6, I'm so excited that, that, that sparked you and that you've started noticing and, and coming to the realization like, Oh, this is why I do what I do. For sure. And, and you know what, I just want to double down and say, 
it's it makes me even appreciate the art I like even more now because now I know why I like it. You know, it's I, before I just thought it was random. Like, hmm, this appeals to me. Like I've like I said, you know, I've never been. I've been more of an audio art lover. Visual art is kind of a new thing for me. I, you know, I've lacked culture for most of my life, and I still do. But uh, you know, but as I gain a little bit, it's nice to kind of you know know and make myself more aware of of where it comes from. So I thank you for that, and I can't wait to have many more uh, conversations with you because I know uh, you have a lot of great stuff in the head of yours that you can share with a lot of people and bring us up to speed. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I will say like our house, like I just had so many amazing conversations with so many different people. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just like two nights of just chat, 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 chat. And, um, and then that dude who was slinging the drinks, you know, I had a few too many, I think, on uh, Sunday. But he poured um, heavy for you. He told me he's like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> about it. He's like, he's like, make sure she doesn't fall in the pool. <laughs> but you know, it was a good time. And then, oh, you know, it was really crazy. His line trash was on the flight. He was in the row behind me. Oh, you know, nice. Same flight. Oh, you're you're gonna get oh. memed the hell out of uh, FYI. He took uh, a thousand pictures of you for sure from all different angles, and you're gonna get memed this week coming that's a that's like a um honor to get mean by line trash fyi Suze. for sure yeah i just want to say uh you know not all people don't know this but line trash actually has he's a a, a beta tester for meta and he has the meta hair you know so if you're sitting behind him he can actually still like capture you and take snapshots with his meta hair <laughs> have you heard of the meta hair <laughs> Oh my god, we got comedy going on here. No, <laughs> never heard of Meta Hair. It's coming. It's coming. Three packs of wavy Brazilian, please. <laughs> oh my god, J6, what a comedy dude. Uh Suze, did you get a chance to meet uh OD? And and don't mind us, we're just clowning up here. So uh did you Oh no, we good. Okay. Did you get a chance to meet OD? I, I don't think so. Oh. I mean, mind you, you know, somebody might go by one name on socials and then in and then in IRL yeah. you meet them. And they're, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm John. And you're like, who? Yeah. So um, I don't think so, though. I don't think so. Odie, did we meet? Yeah, we definitely met with um, Ben <laughs> right before you left. Oh, right, right. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the night I had too many. So there you have it. Right, make sure you guys follow each other. Uh, that would be a good thing. And, uh, yeah, both two cool. You guys are both awesome people. And, uh yeah, it's for me. It was a pleasure to meet both of you because I see you guys online all the time, and we've never spoken. And uh, the interaction is always, you know, just a friendly hello, like your tweet, retweet, yada yada. But it's good to kind of meet you folks and, and break things down because, uh, you know, this is we're in this space and we're all trying to build. I, I don't know if we're all trying to build towards the same thing. I think we kind of are in some sense, but there's those little uh, nuances like music is what we're doing here. Right. So uh, and then there's the art aspect of it. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys for real. I thought it was you guys were uh, real peeps, you know. OD, uh, what, how do you feel about um, art tradition? I'm not traditional art, but like physical art against the, the digital. Um, I, you know, I feel like it's a better way to store it digitally. Um, yeah, because I think for provenance and for storage, I think it works best to digitize stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's faster, too. What about you, Suze? I know you're an art teacher. What's your stance on uh, physical art versus the digital? Well, um, 
let's say the digital is easier to travel with for sure. And, um, you know, one of the things, houses, cars, many other things, you know, <laughs> they're already doing it with the Rolexes and I believe arcade XYZ is already doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And we see it with courtyard with the Pokemon cards and baseball cards. So we're definitely heading towards that direction. Yeah, to make things- Absolutely. Quick update. Absolutely. 86 songs were sampled off of that one yeah, song. That's just the beginning. That's that's just a um a, um a tenth of what I'm just pointing out. <laughs> but that's not crazy, dude. Yeah. You know, I mean it's a, it's amazing how many times that one song has been sampled, you know? Just nuts. Uh we we are NWA Gangsta Gangsta was yeah. sampled from yeah. that song. Yeah. Gangsta, gangsta. I remember that song. You're too young to remember that, man, OD. Right? Yeah, you're too young to, to remember that. Not understand it, but. Uh, it was like, oh, uh, you know so what the cassette is. Oh, my gosh, OD. Yeah. With, all right, yeah. OD, you got props for that one. He just got changed to OG. OG, OG. I, I, only, I, only, I only look young, but I'm. I'm oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm older. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, I don't know. You, to me, I'm. I feel like I'm 20 years older than you. I'm going to say you're in your 30s somewhere. Okay. Yeah. You're a big yeah. bunch, bro. Yeah. You're. A, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All to the good, man. Uh, so listen. Uh, let's let's. Uh, we have a very very special guest. This dude is like. Uh, he's played with uh, Drake. He's played with Mark Ronson. He's played with J Cole. He's just, I mean, this is, and he's, and he's just one of those dudes that, you know, he's played with Everett Gray. You got to hear Everett Gray. I'm trying to get him up here one of these days. Okay. Yeah. So Jay Bratton is a musical genius, I think on the bass. And when, when you're in a room, like you were saying, J six and you gave him the music, but it was such a short amount of time and he comes that is they just totally a, disregarded the music and yeah. he brought his own thing that was better. That's like to that's the highest level. Yeah. That's like, to <laughs> me is like the highest level of, of musicianship when you're able to just share in the groove. Uh, although you might not even know what the groove is, right. You're just sharing in what's happening. Cause you could hear. And I think as a musician, you kind of, you, you know, as a good musician, you know where you're going because the timing is just one thing. You, and if you, if you understand what's uh, happening, you, you know where to go. I want to add something else, too. So there's this little hot spot in an un, unannounced location where the best musicians on the planet jam. It's a secret place on an out-of-the-way area. No one knows. In Philly? You have to have a secret code. I'm not going to say it's oh. a secret. You have to have a secret handshake to get there. Right? I like that. I only, they only let me there like once every five years. I can come in and watch for a second. Right. Well, one day about, I guess it was a couple years ago, they let me in there. And they're like, okay, man, but just don't touch nothing. You know? And... uh. You know, but they were up there playing and Jay was playing his bass, doing his things. They were, I, they were like, okay, we feel sorry for you, man. You can come up and play one song, okay? Wow. But don't don't get it twisted. Just don't, one song that you can play, it, but don't touch it, the guitar. It, yeah, you can play, but just don't look at us, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so Jay said, screw this bass thing. I'm going to get on the drums. Wow. And he got on the drums. And when I tell you he kicked it on the drums, I was like, man, some people just, and just I, some I also had it. this. So, musicians uh have big ears they say you know you got to put your big ear on you know sometimes when you're going and thinking yeah and i don't want to say he threw what what i gave him out he didn't do it disrespectfully but he he channels his music from a different special place you know and i want him to talk about that because it's definitely coming from someplace bigger than him and bigger than us yeah well let's um 
let's bring him up, man. Let's bring Jay up onto the stage. Welcome to Just Riffin' Jay Bratton. Welcome to Just Riffin' Jay Bratton. You there? What's going oh, on, guys? It's such a pleasure. Pleasure, yeah. pleasure to have you on our show and to wow. meet you here in virtual world. Oh man, it's such a pleasure to be here, man. Uh, pre- definitely appreciate appreciate the invite. And, uh, looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. So, so yeah. since uh, J Six knows you really well, uh, I'll, I'll let J. I'll set. I'll let J Six take the lead on this one, Jay. Well, I, I mean, just hey, Jay. You know, we we're doing a show on music, and we're talking about technology too, as as you caught in the beginning, because one of our our uh, goals here is to educate ourselves. And educate others when we, as we learn, uh, on how we can use the new technologies in music, whether it's AI or blockchain technology or whatever, to enhance the artist's right. business, uh, to, to maybe make the artist more control of, of their stuff and get them compensated properly. But it's well, so what we've been doing is bringing, inviting our friends up that really might not necessarily uh, be into this lane and just sharing uh, their musical journeys with us uh because it's fascinating i think you know like you've played with so many people you are multi-instrumentalist i know you uh play some keyboard bass you play some keyboard some bass you sing uh you have a, a church background which i'm really interested in because it's no coincidence that a lot of musicians uh that i've heard come from that background are ridiculously uh skilled and i just like want to hear you t- talk about tell us your story man it's great. Wow. Wow. Well, man, first of all, I definitely appreciate the invite, man. It's definitely a pleasure. Uh, and man, I think you, <laughs> I think the way you worded that earlier was so polite and nice, man. <laughs> he, he said it so nicely, like, Hey, he totally disregarded the music and uh, decided to just play his own thing. That's just another way of saying, yeah, I didn't learn the music. So I, I came in prepared. But that's, so. that's a talented so music. I, I, I like the way you put that, yeah. man. Yo, for real though. But it, like, you can do that though. That's the, and that's the point I was trying to make. When you're playing, when you're sourcing, when you're outsourcing, like you're outsourcing, I believe, you know, when you're outsourcing, you are outsourcing. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. You are outsourcing your music. It's coming through your fingers through a higher power, man. And you didn't really have to do your homework in this case, you know, like you, you had other things, you had other forces that had your back. And when you hit that, when you, dude, it was magical, man. Like, you know, magic comes out of your fingers for real. Yo, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that day, man. That that was, I was honored to even be there, man. I I appreciate you um, making that call. That's awesome. What was, what was that experience? I know you've experienced, you have so much experience, you know, you've played with like some major musicians and yourself as a major musician, but what was that like when, when, uh, when J6 contacted you and was like, Hey man, you know, what was, uh, what was your thought process going into going into that, not knowing the music? So I had, so I had just, I had just, I, we had just met, right? Uh, For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had, we had just met not too long ago. So I think I met you through Ev or at a bar or something with them or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't really remember. It's been so long ago, but now nah, I remember that man. And, and um, Ev, Ev spoke highly of you. He was like, yo, this is my, this is my friend, man. So when you, when he called me, I was, I was, I was excited. You know what I mean? I was excited to do it, but yeah, for some reason, I guess I didn't learn all the music. <laughs> But um, no, it was a fun experience, man. I'll never forget. I do remember being up there, and um, you calling out a song, and I'm like, man, I did not know this song. <laughs> I did not know. 
I did not know uh, what we were about to play, but um, I did listen to the music, but you know, I didn't like learn it like uh, you know, those were the days. Yo, seriously, I mean, like I think the purest form of music. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love music. I'm a fan of music, but I think in its purest form, man, you got to just feel it, and sometimes that's when the magic happens. You know, when the bass player shows up to the gig, you know, uh. But he hasn't had time because let's face it, real life, you know, happens. You know, we all got families, whatever, pets, kids. Well, uh, some of us are going to school. Some of us have crazy hour jobs. Some of us are on tour. So you get called for a gig and we all do our best. We're not lazy. Like one thing I know about you, Jay, you are not a lazy man. You know, it's like, but, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but it's like we it's impossible but the thing is the prep you've been doing all your life with music that's the prep you do for the gig like you really you know it's like certain understood you know certain situations you know when mark ronson calls you up you got to show up and have his set tight you know no doubt but when you're doing a local gig (laughs) come on (laughs) no but when you're doing a local gig you know we were just doing a little local gig it was like a little place i think you know and uh it was very laid back and I'll tell you what, I appreciated it more that you came and just like flew by the seat of your pants because that was more fun for me. You know, like it would have been less fun if you like real, like meticulously learned what I recorded and delivered that, you know, like I think it's way cooler for you to just come and do your thing because I don't know about other artists, but when I call somebody to come and play, I want them to be there. I don't want you know, a recording to be there. I want some, some, some real like stuff happening there. And you know what? Sometimes there's a train wreck. And if there's a train wreck, that's cool too, because that's life, man. That's live. We're playing live. You know, No, you're right though. I agree. I agree. That's right. So were you born and raised in in Delaware or is that where you're just living? Born. Yes, sir. Born and raised in Delaware, Selbyville, Delaware. I could, I could literally walk. To Maryland. That's how close I, I pretty much lived on the Delaware Maryland line. You ever run back and forth? As Little a city kid? close. I don't know if you guys have heard. You ever you run back what? and forth as a kid, going Delaware, Maryland? <laughs> so, so definitely. Um, I, 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 actually, yes. Yeah, so me and my dad. So my church was like ten minutes away. Like a ten minute. No, it was like fifteen yeah. minute walk. Because it's like a it's like a two minute drive, like a three minute drive. So my church that I grew up in pretty much was like a 15 minute walk to Merlin pretty much. So yeah, we, we, I, I walked there a couple That's times cool, man. when I was young. I want to ask yeah. you here uh, regarding cool. the music. Now I know that you're, you're, uh, you know, going to church and uh, so growing up yeah. in church, uh, is that where you learned how to play bass? So yes. Um, my, my dad was a bass player, um, but he was also the head trustee, <laughs> also the uh, choir director. He kind of had like a lot of, lot of, um, you know, hats uh, as, as my father. So I seen him operating that and that kind of like, uh, you know, as, as a model growing up, I seen my father um, acting that in that way. And my mom sung, um, sings, uh, my sister sung, she's older than me. So my older sister sung. So we were just like a musical family, like my uncles, like my, my, my dad was the bass player for the church and my uncle was the guitar player for the church. So it was like, it was just in me. Like, you know, I was always around, I was always around music. It was always there. And um, yeah, man, I, I, was, I guess I was just extremely blessed to just be around music all my That's life. Dope. So um, yeah, 
but growing up in church, man, it, it, it taught it taught me a lot of things, and um, you know, let me know if I'm going too fast or too slow. But it taught me a lot of things uh, as far as like um, learning how to like uh, sense atmospheres. You know what I mean? Like to understand when a mood is like soft or when a mood is like hard. Like I learned all that type of stuff in church, man. Like <laughs> you know, because like yeah just as a kid like it, it just came kind of naturally but as i grew older and i realized i was like oh i understand these things you know what i mean like i understood like when some when an artist would ask me hey can we can we make it a little bit more mellow i i automatically could connect with it because i learned those things you know in church man yeah. so yeah church man church, I, I tell people all the time church really taught me most most of my career you know the ability that i have honestly. yeah i mean being a church being a, a musician play, you know playing church music i don't know if it's, you know gospel all the time but just playing music growing up yeah. in church um that you are a, you are cut from a different cloth because it's not everybody can play that um not everybody can Right. It's like a J six is just like a different form of like, you know, like I, I would say, like, if you're going to cut your teeth in music, that is a good place to really, really to learn because it's, it's tough. It's not yeah. easy. Well, you know, it, it's funny uh, because, you know, when I was a kid, the first time I got exposed to like certain chordal type of nice embellishments was listening to Hendrix, right? And I tried to em emulate that chordal type of stuff when I was a kid and I emulated it a little bit and I loved it. But then when I started hearing like the guys with that gospel style of guitar playing, it's like, I don't want to say it's next level because let's face it, Hendrix is Hendrix, but it was a different, right. it, but I always loved that sound. You know, you know what I'm referring to, Jay. Of course, you know that certain those little. Can you describe it? Can you describe it for us, Jay? Uh, yeah. The sound? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could try. Yeah. It's <laughs> I could so. Try. Yeah, like okay, because it's uh, it okay. You know, it for me, it's very syncopated, and everybody's yeah. kind of going in a different direction. But you guys are all together, right? And especially the drummer, the drummer is like, he's lit all the time, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's like sometimes, you know, just filling everything, you know, filling, you know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to, I just say it's really just high energy, good feeling stuff. And you feel it for me, my, my definition is you just feel it in your soul, right? That kind of music for me. But what, what if you, if you could call it anything, what would you, what would you name it? What would you title that style? Yeah, man, I I think you hit it on the nail when you said like uh soul. You know, I I think that's a good that's a good uh title for it, um, because you can't. It's to me, it's like really unexplainable. <laughs> like even to even today, like it's very unexplainable. And mind you, it's natural to me. So I, I don't know if that's why yeah. too, because you, you know, I, that's just all I've been doing all of my yeah. It comes but easy to you time, for sure, I, I, right? Yeah, but at the same time, I understand what you mean, and I understand the difference. Like, I can tell people that that didn't grow up that way. You know what I mean? Like, I can tell just because uh, the way they're playing. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, like it, it's just a certain way that I learn, and and or, you know, people like me learn. I'm not just yeah, me. yeah, I, you, yeah, not not just. I, me. I know what you mean, I, and I, you know what, I, I think that the discipline of a church musician is way different than anything else just 
than any other agree. style. Like you can get drum lessons, you can get bass lessons, but if you don't, if you're not playing in a church band, uh, you, you know, you're learning, but you're, you, you don't have those particular chops. I just think that you, you, you know, you Jay have a, a tremendous amount of chops. And I think any musician that does play in church, that's actually in a band that's like legit and they're not kicking them off the drums or kicking them off the, an instrument, the, the chop, you got to have those chops. Those are like, yeah, major, oh, major. Man, man, let me, let me tell you, I, I was kicked off the drums a lot of times when I was young. <laughs> Is that why you, I think it's a growing, I think it's a growing stage for everybody, but no. I, is no, that why you picked up the bass? No. Uh, so what made me pick up? So good question, uh, but no, that that's not why. That's not why, but I can tell you why. Please tell us, you know, let us know. Uh, yeah. we Okay. Okay. So, so First of all, I, I, well, I started off playing drums uh, kind of as a kid, kind of like, you know, a lot of us do start off hitting stuff, you know what I mean, wanting, wanting to play drums. And um, so I graduated. My dad got me a keyboard, like a big professional keyboard uh, when I was 10. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't really into it because I, I was a drummer, you know, <laughs> I like drums. So, But when he got me the keyboard, of course, you know, I would play around with it. And then I, so I started getting into keys like uh, at a younger age. I don't remember exactly what age, but um at a younger age, I started getting the keys, and um, my dad started showing me some stuff on the keys. Um, he wasn't a keyboard player either, but, you know, he knew a couple of things, you know what I mean? So he would show me things, and that would get me interested. So long story short, I'm going to skip a couple years. All right, all right. Um, so long, long story short, uh, I was I ended up playing key bass, um, not on purpose. I, w- I wasn't trying to be a, b- a, a bass player or anything, but um, I ended up playing key, um, keyboard uh, but base base on a keyboard at this conference in Philadelphia, I never forget it. Um, at this church conference, it was it was a church conference, and it was um, my church from Maryland that I was just talking about. It, um, we were having a conference in Philly at the time, so I was playing keyboard bass, and the, I I don't know what I don't know what happened to this day. The keyboard stopped working, <laughs> like like just stopped wow. working, like and it was nothing. It was nothing else there for me to even try to play but a little four string bass in the corner, rusty four string. <laughs> and like, we had to like, so the way it was set up, it was like, okay, rehearsal today. And then tonight we're going to sing the song at, at the conference. So that's the way it was set up. Well, I didn't really have time to like go find a keyboard at the time I was younger. So I didn't, I didn't have resources at the time. I didn't know who I could call to be like, Hey, I need a keyboard. You know what I mean? So that, that, that wasn't even reality for me at the time, but um, it was a bass guitar in the corner <laughs> and my dad, so my dad wasn't at this conference. So I think that's why I was playing keyboard bass because uh, my dad would have been playing. But uh, yeah, long story short, I found a, I, I picked up the bass at, at this conference in church. Um, and when I started playing it, man, like I instantly fell in love. Now that was that wasn't my first time picking up a bass because my like I said, my dad played bass and you know I had it at the house. You know, what I mean? so it wasn't my first time. But I think it was my first time experiencing like playing with a band type of thing. And um, man, I. I never put it down after that. Wow. Like I never put the bass down after that. Like I fell in that's love. That's awesome. And um, it's such yeah, a hard so instrument. That's kind of hard. Jay, I mean, it's like seriously. It okay. I play drums. All right, I've been playing since I'm three. Oh, wow. But playing the bass is oh, wow. like your hands got to be like you know what I mean because the, the 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 strings are so thick. It's not like a guitar, right? It's like crazy. Right. <clears throat> what I mean? Right. How long did it take you to to get good to where when you're put when you're when you're pressing in you know to play the notes that it's uh, that it, it, you're playing it properly? How long did that take you to get your hands uh, working? 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but I will say, by that night, I was comfortable enough to play the songs. <laughs> like I, I, I ended up playing the songs that night. Uh, so I, don't, I, I attribute it, attribute to that to my dad because I don't know. I guess I just had it in me or whatever. But um, getting good, man. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know when that happened. Honestly, uh, it probably took a while. Probably took a long time. For me to even recognize myself as a bass player. Was there was there a moment in time when, you know, when you're practicing? Uh, I always tell people that are playing an instrument and they're learning for the first time. The most important thing is to breathe, right? Because I think when you're learning, you kind of like you're like, not really breathing. You don't realize it, right? And then your brain <laughs> is like, oh, and then your your fingers aren't working or your hands are nothing is working right because you're not breathing properly. So for right. me, I think breathing is a is a huge technique in, in in playing well, right? And then so and what I'm getting at is the point when you realize that oh shit, I just I just did that flawlessly, right? And then you you know your muscle memory re remembers this, and then the next time you're playing, you're 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 play you're being consistent. You're playing it the way that you were like oh shit, I just played that properly. Um, right. What what right. was that like for you when you finally were like? everything was just going right. Like how long did it take you? How many years did it take you to get to that point? Man, man. If, if you could remember, uh, cause I know we're going back a little bit here. No, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to bring it. I'll see if I can remember. Uh, I'm trying not to stump you with these questions. Yeah. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Like, like, like I said, I, I think, I think what, what happened for me is just, uh, Man, so many, so so much church. So much church <laughs> like, my church, my church always had like they always had a service going on, man. So like, I think the practice just happened then, and then um. So okay, I remember in high school when I when I when I got to high school um as a as a senior, I would come home every day and play this one gospel CD, and just sit in front of my my little boombox, and because I, I love the bass player that played on this uh, particular tell us, record. Tell us so the I record would, and who the player um, was. Yes, it's um a John is is John P. Key as the artist, and uh it was a the album was called Strength, uh by John P. Key. That's the you know album name, and the bass player's name was Maurice Fitzgerald. I still love him till this day. Uh, he's just a he's still resting. Um, he's played for a lot of, yeah, he's still relevant. He still plays for people. I think he's playing for um Ivy wow. Bros right now. That's so those guys too. Like Jeez. So, yeah, yeah. So he he's he's still amazing, but. I will never forget the way he played that bass on the album. Like I recognized bass. It's not that I didn't recognize bass, but that album, I was like, I know, I was like, I want to be a bass player. Like that album. Wow. You know when you listen to music, you ever listen to music and you be like, you hear a guitar yep. player and you be like, oh, I want to, I want to play guitar oh. like that. You know what I mean? That's how I felt about this, uh, this guy, man. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think it was the, the, during those years when I would listen to him and just come home and try to do everything he was doing and. And uh, yeah, I think it just came after years of like, or you know, day after day, just coming home and yeah, studying. <laughs> a lot of people think, you know, oh wow, yeah. you know, just this guy, you know, just woke up, or rolled out of bed, and was like, you know, like it just doesn't happen like that. Oh, you know, there's man. so much time that you got to put in, you got to pay them dues, and it, this this is the truth. And it's it's really if you don't do it, no one's gonna do it for you. It's the whole Absolutely. sentiment to that, you know. So you you've had since Absolutely. then. 
I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're an amazing musician and you've got, you're at a certain point where a lot of people are dreaming to get there. A lot of people, that's their dream, right? But just like you had your dream to get, oh, to get where you're at. Uh, and you've had, uh, oh, you know, so many blessings to be able to play with the, the artists that you've played with, you know, like Drake, for instance, or Jill Scott. I mean, come on, that's Jill Scott, bro. You know, like Mark Ronson. Great Man. producer, Eric Robertson, Man. like these guys, like Robertson is these guys, Jay Cole even dude. come on, you know, uh, and the list goes wow. on and on and on. Wow. Um, who was the first major artist that you got a chance to play with and tell us a little bit about how it happened for you. Okay. Uh, first major artist, uh, was an artist named music soul child. Um, I was literally in high school uh, as a 12th grader. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's a lie. <laughs> I had just graduated high school. Um, and uh, I got a call like maybe like three months after I graduated um, to sub to, to just do like a sub gig for a uh, mind you. I had, I had known this guy. His name is Wayne Moore. Uh, another, another one of my favorite bass players out of Philadelphia. He, he, he plays for uh, Beck right now yeah yeah of course, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, so yeah he, he's he's one of my uh favorites man but um he he called me and was like hey man i need you to sub for me you know this one gig or whatever and um it was in ended up being a music soul child so that was my first major anything uh, i believe uh yeah it was just it was just a random call from a connection that's that's how that happened yeah from Wayne Moore. so music soul child that's awesome because I, I remember him a great singer Soul singer, right? R and B. Yeah, yeah. And so, how do you get to? So, does is it like you know one you know one connection to the next? Is that how it worked out for you? How did you get to like the likes of Drake and and playing on stage with Drake and and the rest? You know, like how how did how was that journey getting there? Was it just strictly through your connections, or was this something that you you know you put yourself there? Had an agent? I don't know. Like you know, break it down for us and tell yeah. us if you don't mind. Well, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, strange, strangely, strangely enough, that they weren't connected at all. So, like uh, the Wayne, the Wayne Moore call was just like a, a Wayne Moore call. Um, and just to go a little further with that, I ended up staying with him. I was only supposed to sub for like a, a gig or two or something like that, but I ended up staying with him for like three years. Wow, <laughs> Wayne, yeah, because Wayne was out with like some I forget with the artist. It's been like maybe like Jill Scott or one of one of the artists so he was good. with at the time. So. Um, so yeah, I ended up staying with her for a while. And um, long story short, I ended up playing another, <laughs> this is later though, this is later on in life. I ended up playing another church conference. So Adam, so another one of my friends, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a phenomenal, um, sh I'm sure you guys have heard of him. But you guys heard of Adam Blackstone before? I have not. Okay. So Adam Blackstone is like a, uh, he's the music director for, at the time, Drake, Jay-Z, um, Eminem, Dr. Dre, uh, Janet wow. Jackson. For the, for today, the, stage, like he's, for the he's stage shows, right? Or yeah, for, yeah, for the live, yeah, for all the live, um, all the bands, all the band stuff. So yeah, he. I mean, the list, the list is very large. <laughs> like still to the day, he still does all those things. But, um, long story short, um, he was playing at a church conference in Philadelphia. Uh, and he couldn't do, he had to go back out on the road and play for one of these artists. The, the, it was a four night thing. So he played the first two nights and I played the second two nights. Um, so 
after that, he 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 calls me after that conference is over. He's like, "Yo, man, I heard you, I heard you did a good job at this conference. Um, uh, you know, I, I I'm be calling you for some stuff. I might need you for stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I, I looked up to him by then. You know, by by then he's doing a lot of big things, and I'm you know I'm just a local musician at the time, so it was really cool. But um, so the next time I heard from him, <laughs> next time I heard from him, uh, he called me to go to Japan. Like I've never been to Japan in my life, so it was a big it was a big deal for me at the time. Uh, coming to go to Japan with an artist named Mario Barrett. Uh, you guys heard of him? He's, he's, uh, Is he's, that Mario? Mario? Uh, uh, Mario? Yeah, you know, I forget his jams, yeah. but we I used to spend a couple of those in the club for sure. You know? Yeah, like braid my hair, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's some of the songs. But yeah, he coming to go to Japan with him, um, and I. I that was so Adam Adam started started being like a household name. Uh well by by the time he called me, he was already like a household name. So he had all these accounts. So um man, that one call, like being able to like do that for him, he just started calling me for like literally all the bigger gigs that I've done <laughs> has been through Adam Blackstone. Literally. So um do you- I, I think I tri- I attributed most of that to that. Yeah, I attribute most of that. Yeah. And I was just gonna yeah. say, you must send them like a nice like fruit cake every once in a while or something. Like, hey, buddy, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I'm very appreciative of him. I, I tell him every time I talk to him, man. Like, uh, no, he 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 was a big deal for me uh, as far as like making it in the, you know, with my music career. So yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say that everywhere I go. Awesome, man. you know. Uh, I I'd like to know when you uh, so when you first started getting gigs like this did it like i know we play music and it's from a different place like it's we're not necessarily looking for accolades but does it feel good because it has to feel good when you're in a situation like i don't know if anybody sees the link i posted a link of of jay kicking it on stage with like mary j blige mark ronson uptown funk so if you guys get to check that out but dude like you sound amazing on that, but it's also a great just it's a great show. Like there's so many people singing and, and on that stage that are like, you know, serious. And, and I just got to wow. say, like when you're do, when you first started getting gigs like that, it, it had to feel like good, like like because you sound so good. And being in that situation, it put you in a, in a in a situation where you could shine and really be like, hey, you know what? I'm like, this is working. You know, did I'm saying when you first started doing those big gigs, did it did it validate you more so than just knowing you were good? Like, I mean, you know you work, you know you paid your dues, but when you're delivering it at uh, you know, at a at a level that high, did it give you a special feeling of of like, hey, this is this is it? You know, I'm doing it like for real. <laughs> Man, let me let me be very honest right now. Like, I am. Even if I didn't think like this, I would be very humbled very quick if I if I thought I made it like in that way or something. Because because honestly, man, my surroundings keep me grounded, man. My my surroundings, uh, like I I, I hang around with people that are better than me. You know what I mean? So like I always stay grounded with that. You know me with that. So it's never a thing of like, oh man, I made it. I'm I'm this good. Like I said, the, the people that were calling me were better than me. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it, I never felt like I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, I, I, that's not even, even till today, that's never well, been. It's not necessarily that you are the guy, but that you're a yeah. guy, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, no, you know, some you. people like never get a shot, you know, and they, yeah. but if you, if they get a shot, then they deliver the goods. And I've seen that a lot. Like I've seen a lot of people that are very, they kind of might lack a little confidence. Not that you ever lack confidence, but they're not sure. But when they're yeah. put in a situation, they yeah. really deliver it. And then, so from there, they are able to exponentially really, and we're talking about service. We're not talking about making it or ego. I'm talking about if this right, is what right, we right. do, if we, if this is our message, you know, to the universe to deliver music, to deliver our soul, you know, and it's like, but you're stifled for, for whatever reason. But when you get in a right. chance to put it out there like that, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. It's an interesting dynamic to me because it seems like once people break the seal, they keep going, you know, right. it's like, okay, now, yeah. not, and not, like I said, not from a place of ego, but from a place like, Hey, I'm here. So I know I can do this now. And then it just makes other doors open up exponentially more. I don't the, know. Right. The confidence. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you build that confidence yeah. up and then it allows you to, you know, just be sure of yourself that when For you sure. go into the room that you, you're not going to, make a fool of yourself like you know yeah man yeah the early days man it was a lot of stages where i was like very nervous i can't lie like i was i was nervous at first man like that drake call i think i think the first time i was really like very nervous like not, and i didn't feel in, inadequate um great I <laughs> right, but um i didn't feel <laughs> i didn't feel like i couldn't do it but at the same time I, for some reason i was just nervous like i'd never been on a stage that big you know sure. or, or did something that huge how many before. people so like my first call, how many people, how many people were there in front of you i'm just curious that you were playing in front oh wow uh man uh <laughs> for, for the drake, drake. For, yeah, for, for, oh yeah. for the drake thing um it was a so the first thing i did with him was a award show i think that's why I, that's what made that's me so nervous. nerve-wracking <laughs> i would think <laughs> Yeah, it, it was very. And mind you, we don't. We only did like two songs, but it's Drake. You know what I mean? I, at the time, it was like you know the biggest artist. You know, well, he's still he's still that. But at the time, he was that. He had just you know got to the top of his you know career kind of Yeah. Did he call you yeah, up on the so, phone? Um, he was it like? Was he like Jay Bratton? Can you do something for me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, I, I have a, I have a, I have a clip of him. Yeah, I did a solo. It was a, it was a thing he did um, in Toronto called uh, OVO yeah. Fest. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but he he does an OVO. I don't know if he still does it, but um, when I was working with him, uh, he did something called OVO Fest. Um, and yeah, I did, I did like a solo. I have a clip somewhere. It's it's super old, man. Like <laughs> super old, but like yeah, I have a clip of me doing a solo. And he calling me. I like. Give it up for Jay, oh, you know. Yeah, you know the camera so goes to me, cool, and I'm playing. I, I'll send it to you. Uh, uh, yeah, cookies, you know, yeah, send it. We'll put it up on the uh, on our Twitter page. We'll, we'll uh, uh, for everybody uh, that's uh, listening, you'll be able to come back and check it out for sure. Hey Jay, you know, uh, I, I wanted to ask you because, like I was telling Hef earlier, like that one time we were we were jamming, and he just got on drums, and you weren't like a bass player playing drums when you played the drums. You were a drummer playing drums for real. <laughs> And um, oh, wow. it blew my mind yeah. because you're so damn good on the bass, you know, like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm wondering, uh, do you ever do any gigs like like serious gigs like the gigs you've been doing on bass, but on drums or do you mainly save that for bass? 
No, I've, I've never, not, not nothing serious. I've, I've, I've done a lot of things in church, you know what I mean? Like, but no, not nothing on the level that I've, uh, you know, of, of the things that I've done well, with, when I rock, with like artists. I got to interject because when I rock my first stadium, I'm calling you now and you're going to play drums on that gig. All right. <laughs> yo, yo, that's still my first, yo, I still love drums. Like, like I just started yesterday, man. Like I love, I love yeah. drums. It's just one of those things where, you know, I don't care how long I don't play. When I get on, I feel like yeah. a kid again, you know, <laughs> like that type of thing. So, nah, the craziest that. thing is, okay, I can play, I play drums, been playing for a long time, but I can't play the I, bass. I cannot play the guitar. I mean, I can sit down and, you know, I, I could hear, but I don't know what the heck I'm playing. You know what I mean? But that's awesome that you can, oh, wow. that you can sit down and play the drums. What, what, uh. What other instruments? What What do you for real quick? I, I want to ask J Six because I know he's an awesome guitar player. Do you play any other other instruments besides the uh, the guitar? I do, but I want to say this, especially about bass. I play a lot of bass on you know I've, I'm, I like I record a lot most of the bass probably on my stuff. I play bass on right, and uh, oh, I think I write and play and perform very nice bass parts. I really enjoy what i play but I, this is my point i'm getting to but playing bass live is a totally different thing like if you put me on a gig i would botch it up i would not be able to do it because there's a on stamina. the base. like you have oh, to have wow. a stamina on bass like that's I the can, fingers man like Pretty i can nice. and yeah like i can plug it in and i'll okay here's the verse boom, 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 and here's the uh, bridge and boom, boom, boom. And sometimes i copy and paste them sometimes i'll play them all the way through mm -hmm. but playing a set jumping up on stage and playing a set of music like you have to have the muscles and the stamina for sure. that uh, and i oh, don't wow. you're saying oh wow jay but like because you're like oh, man <laughs> yo j6 he's a punk he's a punk no no i mean i, I, just, I, I get it i i'm agreeing with <laughs> you're agreeing that he's a punk i like it. no no not <laughs> I like your style jay i'm great yeah. Oh, no, no punches, not. Jay. We're here live. We're not in church. Let, now. Me, have, let me have it, dude. I'm here to grow, dude. I'm Yo. here to grow, man. <laughs> that is funny. That is oh, funny. Man, this is great, dude. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with you. Um, only reason I say that is because, like, if I try, like, just like I said, it's not on a big level, but like, say I play and I, I get on the drums and try to play in church. You know how church, like, we just call, kind of talk about it earlier. It's like high energy. Man, I'll get on those drums and try to play a service, man. I'll be so tired, like, yeah, second yeah, yeah. song. Like, so I know I get it. I get it. I get what you're Yeah, saying. you do have to build that stamina. I think that's, like, you know, really what we were, you know, even before when we were talking, I was, like, telling you, you know, about asking about, like, pushing in those heavy, fat strings. Cause you really got to yeah. push down to get the note. It's not, you know, you can't. Yeah. You got to practice this day in and day out. Otherwise, your muscles are going to not, it's not going to work. Right, right. I, I think that's something that I went through earlier, earlier in my career. Because you know, after a while, you, you know, your, your hands yeah. get used to it. Right. Yeah, but earlier in my career, yeah, I had, I had a lot of calluses. <laughs> you know, those those days coming home and trying to copy that that one album I was telling you about. Like, yeah, I'm sure I had calluses yeah. uh, and all that. But you know, that, those have been gone for years now because <laughs> I've been you doing built them up, dude. Your hand is yeah, uh, like yeah. like a, like a like steel, man. So is awesome though. <laughs> yeah. like this is you know so you know this is the these you know jay uh and j6 you guys are the type of people the type of musicians that me as a drummer love to play with because let's do it man yeah. where we do it get yeah the, get the lear jet yeah get the jet yes. here at the airport yes. so we got it we get the, the the private helicopter we'll call tc to pick us up you know we'll tell magnum dude we got to borrow tc in the heli uh <laughs> <laughs> taking it back to Magnum PI. But wow. um, 
No, I mean, I, I love playing with, with, wow. with um, cats like you guys because um, you, you can go. You know where you're going, right? You're not second-guessing. Yeah. You're not thinking about it. You, you, you just understand the, the, the science of music, you know, I guess, to me, where you can just play anything, you're improvising. Okay. You know where you're going. You're just riffing. You just riffing. You know Let's I mean? go. Let's it's go. Always <laughs> just riffing up in here, bro. <laughs> but but guys, man, listen. If you guys ever want to do that, let me know. I'll oh, yeah. be there. And I'm not. And I'm not saying that because I'm on a podcast. Oh. Like you, well, you know, Cookie. I've I've, I've played for you before. Legit, you know, yeah, I'll be there. Man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm just saying this, and sometimes I feel bad because everybody we always get on this show, we get them on because we love them, really. You yeah. Know? So it's like. So I, wow. you know, it's like with Jay, I don't want to be all like, but dude, but it's like he brings like magic to the table, like it's straight magic. Wow. That's what I it's love. like, and so it's wow, like, you, you know, so I, I hate saying that because it's like, oh, here's here's Jay Six, you know, kissing butts to the guests, <laughs> but it's like real, man. It's it's like, and music to me is is everything. You know, it really is everything. Like everything is a song. You know, it's like where we were just at our house, and you weren't with us, Jay. I wish you were because it would have been a better song. It would have had a better hook to it. But the hook already was, it was a hit song. You know, we had a a bunch of beautiful people at this uh, event, and they made some beautiful announcements. And uh, we're doing media stuff, kind of what we're doing right now with you, having a conversation. Well, this is like a broader scope of that. And, uh, you know, it's a song. It was a song to me. Like, to me, it wasn't a party. If it was a party, I wouldn't go. You know, me, Jay, too, I'm kind of introverted. I very rarely go out. But when I do go out, it's to listen to a song. And a song can be anything. A song can be something you listen to, uh, a a conversation, uh, something you're watching, a piece of art on the wall. But it's all a song to me. And uh, you make the song better, without a doubt. Yeah. It's it's all it's a rhythm, right? Yeah, you'd say it's like a rhythm. It's a it's something that's going through you, Mister Mister Bratton. Man, uh, rhythm hits. I guess. <laughs> I guess yeah, rhythm is the dancer. It, <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, I was trying to say something beautiful. Now you went and fucked it up with that shit, man. Come on, what the fuck is going on, here, man? I did that, yeah, that G Man, dude. I got G Man in the building. G Man's in the building, dude. He's got my watch. He didn't want to give me the watch, and, you know, whatever. I'm gonna have to oh, wow. do a David Blaine to him next time I see him. Um, oh, we got Evie in the building too. Evie's too. We got Golden in Miss the building. Hennessey's hey, here. real quick, I just want to say, hey, if you guys want to come up and talk music with us, anything, come yeah. up and jump up. Jay is super cool. Just he plays bass. He's wicked. He's played with Absolutely. everybody. He's a super cool human being as Fair well. Enough. And you guys are super human beings. We're just talking, and most people have something more interesting to say than I do. So if you guys want to get on the mic, get on the mic. I'm like, G man. Jay, what up, man? I didn't know. I didn't know he was on here. That's dope. Who's that? G Man. Well, I think I think he uh, I think he just got off. But uh, Jay Proof. Oh, Jay. Yeah, Jay uh, was just in here. I used to play. Tell him to guys. come back. We'll get him up on the yeah. mic. Oh, um, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Suze and Od. I think I got you guys back up here. So uh, feel free. Don't like you know. Be afraid if you have any questions. Uh, Jay Bratton is a super humble dude, as you can tell. We're, we're riffing, riffing over here with him. Uh, so if you have any questions uh, regarding music or anything that sparks your mind, just jump in. Don't be afraid. You know, conversations are meant to be interrupted. Hey, Jay, you know, I know. Hey, oh, are you talking? I was going to ask a quick question. Oh, right on, right on. Hey, Jay, so I have a quick question, Jay. This is OD. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, this is OD. What's going on, OD? What's going on? Uh, That's what's up, man. Love, love hearing your career and all you've accomplished so far, you know, all the way from Delaware. That's pretty wow. dope. 
But like my quick question is, what has been your favorite unrecorded jam session with like what artists and you know how was that experience? Wow. Unrecorded. I would have to say Eric Roberson, to be honest. Um I've I've been I've been with a lot of big names, but um because of what Eric Roberson does, like um He's a freestyle. He so he can he can take words and and write a song with it like immediately, like that. He he's been known for that for years. So man, almost I I, I play for Eric Roberson today. So like um, literally every show, he will ask the crowd to give him like five songs. I mean five no I'm sorry five words or, or you know more than that, and he'll write a song to it, man. And I think that's my most enjoyable moment, like because it's off it's off the top of our heads every time like and it's off top off the top of his head so i think that's the most enjoyable um you know kind of jam session that i i get to play uh you know often you know yeah all right i'm gonna jump on in here this is suze hi jay um nice to meet you yeah totally and i'm just curious because i know for a lot of artists um, like for visual artists, a lot of times they listen to music while they're creating their art. And so I'm curious for you, like when you're making music, um, like, do you see colors or do you see visions? I guess all of you guys who are musicians up here, I guess that's a question for all of you. Like, so that's what I want to know. <laughs> Great question. Wow. Wow. I, I'm going to tell a story with this too, if you don't mind, but, uh, no, I don't, I don't hear, I don't see any colors. Um, I don't, uh, you know, nothing, no, I don't think anything special happens. I don't think, uh, uh, at least with my process, but I will tell a quick story. I was in a rehearsal with Jill. I will never forget this moment. I was in the rehearsal with Jill Scott, right in Philly at, um, uh, I forget the place, but it was a, it was a, like in upper, upper, uh, upper Philadelphia. Uh, we were at a rehearsal hall and she was telling the band of, you know, the, me and the rest of the guys that were playing with her at the time, she was saying she wants this to feel more yellow. And I had never heard mm-hmm. of that. I, I didn't know what that meant, you know, like, so for you to ask that was, was really like, Oh my gosh. Like it just, it just reminded me of that moment. Like Jill, Jill Scott was in the room saying like, she wants her music or th- this part of her music to feel yellow. And I was like, man, what is yellow? Like, I didn't understand it, but she did. She, she, I could tell she really understood what she was talking about, but yeah, a lot of us didn't know, you know what I mean? So that's, you know, that question made me think of that. What, what, well, did you find out what the sound of color yellow meant or the sound of yellow? Did she tell you? Well, besides that, the audio level is approaching the the maximum level, like to the red. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. No, it it was definitely a mode thing. It was like a, like a not mode mood, Mm. mood thing she was looking for. Um, I think we just started like trying stuff like we we really didn't. I mean, for someone that doesn't understand that type of, you know, that type of language or, you know, just that sure. experience, like she understood that experience because she's seen a color. Like like you said, Suze, um, you know, some people see colors, you know, as music, you know, what I mean, and she's one of them. So I just did. I just couldn't comprehend. You know, what I mean, I couldn't comprehend it at the moment. But I think as we started trying, you know, certain things, I think. We just started kind of finding it, 
But um, I don't, I don't know if any other other band members knew, but I I was clueless at that moment. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was I was clueless. I was like, I don't know what yellow is. I'm just gonna try was something. Like, was you there know? like uh, moments of awkwardness there when she after she asked you and you're like, uh, was it? Yes, I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was very it was very awkward because I just I just didn't know. You know, I, I had no idea what what that meant. And and she was so sure about it, like she knew what what yellow was, but nobody else did, you know. But come on, like yellow is the sun, baby. It's warmth and it's groovy, but it's light. Like that's yellow. Yeah. See, see, but that's your experience. Yeah, that, that's your experience to it. I, I guess I don't have that connection. Yeah. And you know, maybe because I maybe because I have never tried. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have that connection. I want to lead into. <laughs> I want to lead into uh, from what Suze was saying. So, if you can describe, yeah. if you can give yourself a color for the style of music that you play, or I guess just your style, not just the music, the style of music, but just your style. What color would you be? Wow! Wow! Great question. Uh... I, I really don't have an answer. I think I think my answer would be burnt orange because that's my favorite color. I love that color, man. That's a great color. Uh, yeah, like burnt orange is in my wedding. Uh, it's just been, it's just a color I've always uh, connected with, but not in a musical yeah. way. <laughs> not in a musical way, but uh, yeah. Well, you, you know, this yeah. is, has nothing to do with music, but it's something that uh, it's kind of in the same wavelength, I guess. But when I was a kid, I remember. I had in third grade, it was ever we had our art teacher, Mrs. Lindsay. Uh, she was cool. She uh, was very sexy, too. I recognized that as a six year old. Yeah, I was like, third grade? <laughs> you know, oh, wow. no, I'm man. just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, man, I did too <laughs> with some of my teachers, bro. So Mrs. Lindsay, she was really cool <laughs> and a great art teacher. But she, uh, we were painting with these little colors and these little, I mean, you know, what you call it? I don't know anything of technical terms about anything. Uh, but uh, I remember seeing the little blob of like red paint. And I remember seeing the, the blob of yellow paint and I asked her and to me it made perfect sense, but she thought I was crazy. But I looked at the red paint and it looked heavier to me, like not heavier is like in a metaphorical way, but it looked physically like if we put them both on a scale, I was like, this red looks heavier. And I asked her that question and I was like, hey, is it red? Is that, does that weigh more than yellow? And so anyway, it says you put me in a special class. After. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, I'm just kidding. But anyway, wow. but seriously, I digress. But I don't know. <laughs> J6. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> what a story, bro. I always try to add That's value cool, to the conversation. <laughs> I love that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jay, I want to know more about music here, about your, you know, playing and stuff. And have what about like i know that you're playing with other other bands um tell us a little bit about your solo yeah. stuff and stuff that you're you know where, where it's mainly you're the, the the focus on on the music you know or you're the main focus nice nice well um i so in 2014 i put out an album called hymns my way um that you know i i wasn't trying to be an artist <laughs> i was literally just trying to display my production, uh, literally in my mind, in my mind. I was, I just wanted to put out an album of, of, of literally it's called hymns my way because I, I wanted to people to hear how I, I hear things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so, so, um, yeah, I put it out and 
that kind of started me, my career, you know, like that kind of started my career. Like people started calling me and wanted me to perform them live, but that wasn't the goal for me. You know what I mean? That wasn't the goal for me to, to do them live. It was just kind of like, a, Oh, I, I want to display my production. So, um, yeah, man, that, that kind of happened. So the whole solo thing kind of happened on, not as an accident, but it wasn't meant to me at the beginning. If you, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, it kind of happened on accident. Yeah. Like it wasn't something I was looking for, you know what I mean? So 100%. Did you go out on the, on the road to, to support this album? Like normal, like, like normal, you know? No, no. I mean, I, I did some gigs and I, you know, I went to some places like when it first came out, but like, it wasn't like a tour. It wasn't like a, it wasn't nothing Mm -hmm. big or, you know, I just had a few people, uh, people, people knew me and it was like, Hey, can you come to Dallas? Can you come to Texas and, you know, do some of your songs and can you come to New York? And it, it was like smaller things, you know, just, you know, people just wanted to hear, hear, hear some of my music live. So, uh, man, it, it happened by accident, but the, the, the way I did the album, like, like I can't bring an orchestra with me. <laughs> like I had so many live strings on the album. I have so many horns, like, like like the budget just didn't support sure. that you know what i mean so so long story short um and you know i know we're talking about my journey uh but I, i'm gonna condense it a little bit um you know i, I can go back to wherever but i'm just condensed so i can get out what i was trying to say um later on like after that happened and people started calling me i literally i literally started changing my music because i was like i gotta be able to perform this you know, live, you know, I can't bring string players with me or, 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 or trumpet players with me all the time. Cause I got, like I said, the, the budget just didn't support it. So I started writing some singer songwriter songs, like, <laughs> like with a guitar and like, I just kind of doing that stuff. So ever since then, ever since 2014, um, I kind of started doing like solo things like, uh, me singing and, um, a song that I've wrote. And, and mind you, I had wrote these songs years and years ago. I just, I just, you know, a lot of them that I put out there, they were very old by the time. So they you, came were out. they revamped? Um, were you know did, like with, okay? So yeah. there were like songs that you had tucked away, and you're like, I, I need to get this yeah. out, and so you kind of you went back. You went back to the to the drawing board with them, and right. were they were, right? And and it was literally because people started calling me to do things live. Like I like I didn't want to do that, but yeah, that's great. It just kind of happened. You know? Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I really uh, can appreciate the fact that you're like this, you know, mad accomplished bass player. But then you said, hey, you know, what? I'm going to p- simplify play guitar so I can go out and actually, you know, perform with it in a, in a more, you know, efficient way, I guess, you know, make it more feasible. And uh, it reminds me right. of, um, right. and I thought it was beautiful. I love uh, that bass player. Am I pronouncing her name right? Tell Walkenfield? Is that it? You know, she played bass with Jeff Beck for a while. That that Oh, the young girl. Yes. So good, man. There's a, a version of her doing like a day in the life by the Beatles with Jeff Beck. And she's just such a great talent. But anyway. She's so fluid. Yeah. So the punchline oh, wow. is, though, but she wow. made an album and everybody loved this girl's bass playing. She was amazing. And I'm sorry. Am I supposed to say young lady? Whatever's politically correct. Yeah. I'm talking about her. Young, young woman. Young she, <laughs> I'm talking about her with the utmost respect. She is a badass, a killer bass player. And words yeah. are words, but, you know, my intentions are always good. So, please. But anyway. It's Tal. Tal, like Tal. Uh-huh. I think that's Israeli name. Uh-huh. Tal. Wickenfeld. Wickenfeld. Amazing. Yes. Please check her out. People 19- Google. 
1986. So, a, yeah, she's a, a young woman. A day in the, a day in the life, uh, life thing. But anyway. She's played with Jeff Beck. She's played with wow. Prince. Played with Incubus, Eric Clapton, Herbie Hancock, Mick Jagger, and wow. soon to be Jay Jeez. Bratton. Oh, man. It was Man, I, I gotta look her Chris up, man. Well, she's amazing. But the point I'm make I'm, I'm making here, she's amazing. Just uh, you know, Jay is amazing. She's made some you know beautiful uh, music makers out here. But so she uh, made an album of her just singer songwriter stuff, just like what you're talking about, Jay. And um, oh wow, I thought it was beautiful. I I was really touched by. It. I thought it was amazing because it was a different light. She was, and it proved that she was really delivering her voice in any fashion like if she didn't need to be a bass player or a drummer or whatever and it's just like what you're saying here jay wow. and, and i really appreciated it but the, the real point i'm making is it wasn't really well received because people when they heard they went out to see her they they bought tickets to go see her and they were expecting this like virtuoso type of thing right but it's really this right, innocent right you know, honest, genuine singer, songwriter, something that was beautiful, but it wasn't well received. And it kind of made me sad because it made me love her more, but I don't know. I'm, I digress. I'm just riffing here, but you know what I'm saying? For sure. but, anyway, but what I'm trying to say is uh, I can't wait to hear this music you're talking about, Jake, because I know I'm going to love it. But anyway. Oh, wow. Wow. You you know, I feel the same way. <laughs> That's not, I was listening, sitting here listening to you talk, man. I was like, man, and even to even still today, like I have a lot of music I'm still sitting on, man. And I, I think the reason why, well, before, before, I, I don't think that way now, but before, I think the reason why I was like, man, how are people going to receive this? Like they think I'm this big bass player that, you know, is playing with all these people. And it's like, you know, but my music are you, is are you that, your, you know, is what I, would you say that you're your own worst critic? Absolutely. Absolutely, because I I'm, I don't I don't consider myself a good great singer. I think so. I'm a, I'm a feeling guy. Mm -hmm. Like I like I like for people to feel what I'm doing more so than me being the best singer in the world or even on bass. Like when I'm playing, I, I would like you to feel me, <laughs> for lack of better words. I like you to yeah, you totally know, understand what you mean. Not not necessarily hear me. I, I don't want to be like standing out or anything. I just want you to feel. That that soul, kind of what we were talking about before, like it's kind of like that soul type the of goosebumps. thing, you know. And I think my music is more that, more than like, oh, he plays for Drake, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or he he's he's done the all these big accomplishments. My music is more, yeah, like you have your your own identity. But you know how they say, uh, I think it was Jungle Brother. He's like, feel the vibe, feel the vibe, feel the boom. right, <laughs> right. Yeah, man. I mean, bass is the the backbone. It's like you know, that's that's really. I mean, I know the the drums are there, but the drum usually okay. So with 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 music drums and the bass always connect right it's hopefully very, hopefully yeah, they hopefully. don't it's, it's not <laughs> right a train wreck but i want to say more right. more so the bass and the drums were always lined up uh together uh, opposed to the drums and guitar there are some there are some bands like uh yeah. like tool for instance you know uh every instrument is evident you can hear that it's a bass guitar and drums pretty much it's just a trio but they uh the the, the bass mm -hmm. stands out and the guitars really stand out and i think it's more syncopated you know where danny carey is on drums and he's playing to both there's not just there's not just yeah. one one instrument that he's playing to but that's i'll digress from there yeah well you know i i mean I'll say this, you know, what you were saying a second ago, and not to decount what you're saying, I agree with you wholeheartedly with that half. I love it when the bass and drums, they have a chemistry together. It's not really even necessarily that they're playing together, but they have a chemistry together, and they might be playing totally 
different opposite things, but if they have that chemistry, if it's gelling in some type of way mm-hmm. and, uh, but, um, right. uh, what, what Jay was saying earlier about like, instead of people, like if, if he played with all these awesome people, but you know, uh, when I don't, I don't think really, you were really hitting it like that when you played that show with me, Jay, like, I don't think you were really onto that yet, but you were still an amazing bass player and it, it gave me a feeling. Right. right? And, uh, even like even wow. if but it's, no seriously you know like it's like i got a feeling playing and i was it made me feel good like even though like like it made me better because i i played better because i knew like the the feeling behind me was was it was making me better it, i couldn't i couldn't help but be better and it's just like in life man when you're in wow. a room with a bunch of people that ain't really doing it you're not going to do it but if you're in a room where whatever that it is, when if you're in a room with a bunch of people that are doing it at a certain level, you're not going to be able to help but right. r- rise to that level, you know. And that's that's the way it is. No, and you. and you definitely rose the whole the whole group to that level. And the whole group was super talented. I'm not taking anything wow, away man. from the other players; they were all great players. But you know, you came wow. and did your thing, and it brought us to a different place because we usually played with a different guy. And the simple fact that you play with all these people in the meantime, it's, uh, it's just like gravy on the cake, but you know, I would have loved for you to come on the show if you, you know, never played with anybody but me, you know, cause I thought, you know, you just got, you just got oh, the wow. juice, man. Right on. <laughs> hey, wow. Jay, I'm going to ask you a, a wow. stretch of a question here, but, um, are you with your base now? Something that you can uh, plug in and, and, and give us a little, oh, yeah. Is that a stretch of a <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> you do? Okay. Uh, uh, I well, I mean, uh, of course, it wouldn't be audio. But... Disclaimer, real quick. People, if anybody's listening, if they're on phones or anything, bass does not come through on phones at all. Even though I have a feeling uh, Jay's bass comes from a different place, so we'd hear it if, even if it was coming through a pair of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, fleet mosquito ears, we'd still hear it. But anyway. But, but anyway, wow. but people don't go by the sound quality because you know with, with the uh, tech technological things at X. But if Jay's there and, and wants to rip a couple licks or just play a groove, man, that'd be awesome. Wow, well said. Well wow, said. Be, uh... <laughs> man, ho- hopefully, hopefully you guys yeah, are here. All right, real <laughs> quick. Hey, you're listening to Jay Bratton live on Just Riffin. Wow. Wow! Uh, you guys hear that? I'm gonna mute our mic so we can hear it. Um, I'll, I'll just do a, a something that I did on. It's just like a little thing I did on my album. Uh, on my hymns, my way album. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but uh, yeah. I'll play it. I'm sorry. tinty at the end there I, i'm sure probably because of the sound it's not plugged into the board but thank you so much you didn't have oh, to wow. but thank you so much for 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 riffing with us there yeah for sure no absolutely man absolutely absolutely now yeah i'm, I'm, I'm in my studio room so Just everything is all now, i want to ask yeah, you i want to ask you i want to go back real quick because i want to know is drake a cool dude 
or was he yeah. like a like you know you know like because you're you're you know he's so famous and he's up there was he was he you know did he ask for green m&ms only or what <laughs> so so no man he, he was a great guy like I, I was even surprised well let me let me say this first i've never worked with a jerk thank oh thank god, thank god. Uh, i've never <laughs> i've never worked with a jerk because I, I i have friends that have worked with jerks yeah. you know what i mean like as artists you know what i mean so like but i've never had that experience so I'm, i guess i'm blessed oh, in that yeah. area yeah Most definitely bro that's i don't know what i would do if i was on tour and the guy i mean i i don't know like you know if you got a guy that's so demanding or someone in the band that's so demanding you know yeah, I don't think I would do good. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think it's I would do good in that. And I've never, like I said, I've never been in that situation. But at the same time, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be for me, <laughs> especially at this age. Yeah, maybe earlier, maybe earlier in my career when I was super hype. But yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. Now. Do you think? Do you think <laughs> earlier in your career you would have you would have put up with it because you might have felt that you needed to because you were it was so you know new in the Pro business. Possibly. Possibly, I, I now to a certain extent. One hundred percent. You know. And how about? I would, I would probably. And how about more, now? What if you're? What 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 would your outlook be now? Because you do have the experience. So, if anybody out in the audience is listening, that is is on these two different levels. One where you're, you know, just starting out. Uh, let let's say, you know, give them some advice uh, if you don't mind, Jay. Like if they're just starting out, trying to get, you know, their stuff going. And what 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 kind of advice would you give them? Wow. Um, I would say, I would tell them to always be them, man. Like, um, uh, everybody's, everybody's uh, story is different. Everybody's career is different. Everybody's um, journey is theirs. You know what I mean? So like, I would say own, own it. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if your journey is not playing for the biggest artists in the world, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Own what you, own what you, what you can do Own what you do. Like, Put out your music or, or whatever, man. But like, don't ever let the success of you know being you know on a big stage stop you from you know having joy in what you do. You know, what I mean, I think I think that's the, one of the biggest things I would uh, I would uh, say to somebody. Starting. I like it, dude. It's yeah. great advice. <laughs> and then, what kind yeah. of advice would you give yeah. to somebody, or if you can give to somebody that's that's kind of getting there already? And and what would you tell them if they had that opportunity to? link with a musician someone that's on a pop you know on a high level like drake or, or j cole or even you know anybody joe scott for instance like what advice would you give them going into the gig man get in there know your stuff and kill it <laughs> i mean literally that's i mean you're you're there now you know what i mean like <laughs> you're, also, dude, you're, you're there now you, you don't want to let it go you don't want that to, to dream to die get in there know your stuff right and right. kill it i like it i like it hey i gotta yeah. tell you i mean that's all you got you know what i mean you don't want to get in there and be and be like i don't oh, i didn't really learn the music <laughs> no that's that's not just that's not the stage you want to be doing that you know so <laughs> absolutely yeah, thank you yeah. so much um uh, j6 go ahead because i know well, i think we're going to say the same thing I, well i know i know we're getting late so i don't want to hold anybody up past you know i don't want to be disrespectful i know everybody's busy but i did want to ask jay one thing because i just thought i saw that clip of you jamming uh with mark ronson can you tell us a little about that gig because that gig looked off like that looked crazy bananas T tell us about the, what the gig was about and then and then and then what jay asked jay six was asking yo so let me tell you i still don't know now mind you this might this might this could very well be an adam blackstone call 
But I don't think we've had the conversation yet. I still don't know how I got that call, man. I don't know why or how I got the Mark Ronson call. That's that's number one. Let me just start off like that. Till this wow. day, like we were sitting in a rehearsal one day. To this day, and mind you, Mark Ronson just didn't come up on this video, so somebody had to tell him my name, you know what I mean, or or something. But we were sitting in the rehearsal when when I when I did get the gig. Um, mind you, we we rehearsed for two months with Mark Ronson. We rehearsed for two months before we did one one show. So I, um, he he pretty much moved me to London, and I had a little apartment, wow. <laughs> and um, we were there for three months. The first two months was only rehearsals, and maybe no, we did like some like small radio how many, shows. How many days like, a week, uh, and how many times a day? Six six days a week. We would have one day off uh, off um, a week. He really wanted really to make nice. sure that that what that show was flawless. That's all I could. That say. clip is flawless. Literally, I, I pinned that clip. People should really check it out. It's that clip is like. Man, that's so entertaining. It was just so tight, wow. and uh, it was cool because you, got, you, wow. even though you were a bass player in a band of all these people, you know, he gave you. You could tell you got your spot to shine. You did your thing. It was great, man. Right, man. He he, he liked it. Like <laughs> so, I was I was starting to say Mark Ronson came up to me and they were oh mind you he's he's a super cool dude you know especially in that space you know we're working together you know, all, all of the above. He's a super cool dude, man. He came up to me one day during the rehearsal and said, hey, man, I've seen one of your videos of you at church. Wow. Like, yeah. literally, this guy this guy walks into me and says this. He's like, i seen one of your videos of, of you at church, and when I seen it, I was like, yeah, that's the guy I want to play so for. That's so badass. I was like, what? I was like, How did that man, make you that, feel? That blew yeah. my mind still I want to know day. about that. Like, oh, what kind of feeling man. were you feeling? That's, that's like dream come true, kind of. <sighs> I can't even explain it. Like I can't even explain. It. Like of course yeah. I was humbled, you know, by the just by the experience and who he was. I was like, wow. Like, are you serious? Like, so for him to say that, I was just like, wow. I don't. I I still can't tell you how I feel about it. It's still a it's kind of surreal moment. But like, God bless. Um, no, when he said it, I, I I knew he like the way he said it and the way he was talking to me. I knew he meant what he said. And, it was it was just you know it was just surreal man it was really surreal but uh i'll never forget that moment man and like i said i don't think he just came across my video he had to hear my name before that you know what i mean and then like oh let me look up this guy see if you know he can do my good yeah you think like somebody told, said yeah, hey you got to check out you know my boy jay he's dope on the bass you think it was, it was a connect like this i mean what are the chance i I don't. I mean, it's I honestly possible, don't know, but I definitely but don't think that. Possible, I don't. I don't think. What that. if he was like scouring <laughs> YouTube for like dope bass players well, or bass players, and then bada bing, bada boom, I, there's Jay Bratton. You know, I just want to chime in and say though, I think that's Man. that's a good point though. I have and the thing is, Jay. Yeah, there's many ways he could have came across of it in a professional way, but let's face it, everybody. Everybody goes down the rabbit hole of YouTube every now and again. I don't care who you are. I do every and, day. And, and uh, oh yeah, me, me and, too. Still. Well, so my point <laughs> is. Too is as an artist, which I don't practice what I preach right here because I'm like kind of silly most of the time. But as an artist, you really, you know, when you put stuff up on the internet, you have to keep in mind that anybody can see it. And, uh, you know, like right, that man. might like, you You're know, right. but it's just a cool, th it's, it's a cool thing. And I don't think it's ever a bad thing. Cause I think if, even if you are being goofy and people are seeing you in that light, if that's who you are, be goofy. And then the person that likes the goofy is going to call you. And if you're goofy, get work goofy and right. I'm goofy. So, Hey, the goofy people out there, right. give me a holler. Hi. But, uh, but I think that's the story you just told wow. Jay. It really ma makes me, I don't know. It's awesome, man. Like the way he said it, like you said, and, um, it wasn't like, yo, uh, 
you know, you were playing with some, like he saw you in your like natural, your native habitat, so to speak, you know, in the church. Right. And that's where it hit him. Like, this is the guy. Yeah. I he mean, felt, was- he felt it like, you know, you know, when you said Jay Bratton, you were like, Hey, I just want people to feel it. And that's exactly what happened. Mark Ronson was feeling it. And he was like, that's the dude wow. right there. And that's the universe speaking. That's you putting it, you putting your, paying your dues. That's, you know, God, you know, looking out and that's, it all happens like this for a reason. Everybody's, I feel everybody's connected and I feel people, more people can be connected by, by the, uh, starting to get like philosophical here, but like, you know, by the universe, like I, I utilize it as much, as much as I can without abusing it. But I think it, it works like this, you know, you put it out there and you hope it comes back Well, you, you different, know, different real quick. I mean, cut you out, but differently than, you know, you talking and then all of a sudden, you know, you're on Instagram and then all the things you were just talking about just show up in ads. I'm talking about oh, different wow. than that. Oh, wow. Well, I, I just want to say this, you know, it's funny because Jay, oh, wow. like we, me and Hef are in this space. It's, we talk about blockchain stuff and everything, but it's a certain culture almost. It's almost like a, a kind of a skateboard culture, hip hop culture, but it's a culture kind of, and we always say vibes. Everybody's always talking about vibes. Hey man, good vibes and what everything. And really what are vibes? Vibes are vibrations and what is music? Audio and audio is vibrations. It's a wave. It's a, you know, it's, right. it's, it's a sound wave. It's a sine wave, you know, uh, we're gonna talk to Line Trash wow. about that in a few weeks. We got something brewing. We're gonna keep it under wraps. Well, brewing, brewing. But, but, uh, but the vibes, wow. though, man, it's it, it really is. It's all good vibes and good vibrations, and uh, that's all I got. I'm sorry, but anyway, have you being philosophical? But it's yeah, it's it, it's real. It's you know, vibrations are real. It's and legit. Audio creates vibrations, and you're either gonna make good vibes Absolutely. or you're gonna not make not good vibes. And I think we're all here making good vibes, and it's good stuff. But anyway. Absolutely. 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 Pardon me. Um, I wanted to uh, piggyback off what uh, J6 was saying, Um, you know, with with the technology and stuff. Right. So a lot of people that we do talk to, Jay, are like yourself. And I don't know where you're at with like Web3, if you even know about Web3 or, you know, about the blockchain, not not so much about like investing or anything like that, but just about like what it is. Um, Are you familiar at all with Web3? Are you familiar with the blockchain? Are you familiar with it? So I've I've heard of I've heard of blockchain, but man, hey, I, I'm maybe this is why we connected. I because I, I am I am an yeah. investor. Well, this <laughs> doesn't have anything so, to do with hey, investing, Jay. This is really really oh, gotcha, gotcha. being, you know, you you know, you know how you have your CD, and then you know your music gets streamed on yeah. Spotify and and whatnot. So so for us, oh, yeah. we know that the next we know that we're in some sort of revolutionary stage of, of the, of technology coming through. And, you know, the next wave really is, is where we're at in what we call web three. To me, web three is just the next wave of technology. You know, like, you know, you had a, a T first of all, you know, I'll go back a little bit, right. You had a, a back in the days, our grandparents or their, when or their, their, grandparents our great grandparents rather you know we're listening to television on a radio then we had a television then we had a flat screen television right and it just now we have projectors so it just keeps the evolution of what's going on so with music it's the same thing right right? we've had eight tracks all the way to you know where we're at today with mp3s so we're trying to push the narrative here uh, as well as own it right to to getting music onto the blockchain to where people can purchase your music, you get paid right away, not waiting for a record label to pay you, not waiting for your publishing company every three months to get a check. We're trying to figure out the best route oh, for wow. this. And have you yourself given this 
any thought. And with us mentioning this to you, what do you think about it? It's the next wave of technology. Have you thought that far? So, I, so, I'm yeah. I, I would need to get some more um, insight on it. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what uh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it before, but I, I'm not even sure what exactly it is. Well, you know, to put it in simple terms, really, and to me, and I'm no uh, wizard at this stuff, but basically it's a technology. It's like a trustless ledger, right? So you picture just like a ledger, just like somebody doing book works for a business or anything, but it's a trustless ledger online. And there's yeah. different, you know, uh, technologies that make different ways to do this. But like, let's say for instance, um, it, it's, it, and it shows provincy, right? So, it's not really like a lot of people talk about pictures on, you know, and it's not really a, a to me, it's not really about that. It, and it, but it is about that too. That's a cool aspect of it. But um, like, let's say for example, uh, sometimes, you know how, uh, if you go to a studio session, you have to like invoice them. And sometimes it takes you like four months to get paid and stuff like that, you know? Well, right. like the way in the future, if this technology is utilized, what could happen is it's like, you go into this studio session, right? And, um, uh, you know, you mm -hmm. have this digital hashtag. It's like your identity. It's almost like a, a bank account, but instead of a bank, you're the bank. Like you have direct access to this a digital, you know, wallet, so to speak. And uh, you yeah. give that wallet address to the guy that's running the session, whoever the guy who's, who's uh, you know, paying or whoever's managing the session. Everybody, all the musicians there give their address. And then whatever deal you work out, you might you might work out a deal or he might have a deal. Okay. You're playing on this song and you're going to get X amount percentage or X amount of dollars off the first, whatever sold or streamed or whatever. And then all of the business right. is done autonomously. Like there's nobody that like BMI is not speculating what happened. Spotify is not paying their label deal partnerships more and then paying the independent guy less because of the deals they made. It's all, legit like you make the deal they have your info all the like when the song is played uh when anything is done with the song you can see that transparently going on in real time on this ledger and then when that happens also autonomously you get the payment transaction automatically to your wallet so there's no waiting now once again this is the potential of this this isn't happening now but there are people building this type of technology right. and it's really exciting right. and there's so many i'm just naming one i'm just riffing off the top of my head like one quick way this could be used but but yeah. you know like bmi ascap your pros your performance rights organizations they could also utilize this technology and then also from what you were saying like in a, from an investment standpoint I mean, it is a it is a cool investment uh, thing too because, like, right now the technology is so new. There's a lot of volatility. So literally, you could invest X amount today, and it could be worth ten percent of that tomorrow, or it could be worth five thousand percent of that tomorrow. I mean, I may be exaggerating a little, but there's volatility. And please, anybody, there's a lot of people in the room right now that are way more knowledgeable and smarter than me on this. So please jump in and talk if if you'd like to. Uh, but I just want to say the technology wow. is the potential of it. Basically what it does is it gives us an opportunity to really own what we do. Uh, like when you do something, you are in control of it. And there's more responsibility with that too. Like it's like, since there is like, let's say if you do something wrong, like you can't call your bank and be like, yo, I did something wrong. Can you fix this for me? Or somebody broke into my right. thing. Like right. it's yours. Like it's your responsibility. 
So with that responsibility, though, I think there comes great reward, too. But please, anybody in the room, Golden, G-Man, if you guys want to come up and, and talk or about this. And if, Jay, if we're not if we're keeping you too long, too, you can jump off, too. But I guess, you know, we're just riffing here. But uh, it's interesting stuff. And I know, uh, you know, it, it's cool stuff for musicians to to kind of talk about this stuff because I think we're I think it's time for a little bit of disruption in the way music yeah. is distributed and uh transacted you know upon so um you know we talk about it here we try to learn and we try to grow that's pretty much it that's dope man that's really dope that's really dope no i think the idea is amazing man uh you're open to it you're open to learn more about it yeah no absolutely absolutely we're gonna we're gonna give you a lesson right not right now, dope. But we're gonna give dope. you, you know, offline. We'll no, give you a lesson. We'll reach out and chit chat with you. But I'm gonna need a bass lesson in return, though. Yeah, <laughs> Suze, you're still up here, man. Uh, you, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jay. You but Suze, it. you're still up here. What's your What's your take on on music and um and the blockchain? And while you know, if you want to ask Jay or if you want to enlighten him on anything. Well, you know, actually, Hef, I think we were talking about this the other night. And, um, you know, I think that music on the blockchain is a way for musicians to get paid and everybody involved in the process to get paid with the smart contract. You know, when it, when it happens, it, it just automatically everybody gets paid out so you're not waiting around on royalties. The biggest issue we have right now, though, is, you know, how, how do you stream the music? Um, and so, you know, I, you know, I've been having so many conversations about the whole like Spotify wrapped and everybody really loves it. And it's such a great display of your musical taste and yada, yada, but like nobody's getting paid from that unless you're like a massive name. So, uh, my issue is I want to see music on the blockchain, but I want to see how we're going to figure out how to deal or not, not me, but how someone's going to figure out how do we stream the music, right? So that, um, so everybody's getting paid. So you're not just making, you know, 0.002 of a penny uh, per play. So, I mean, cause the, the blockchain gives us all an opportunity, every creator, an opportunity to make money. So, um, how do we do that for musicians who've gotten the short end of the stick so many times? We're trying, Suze. We're, um, we're, we're, we're yeah. <laughs> honestly like, uh, J six and I are going to do a, uh, a deep dive. We're going to be doing some, some R and D and we're going to figure out the best route because we're, we're, we understand music. We understand the industry. We have a feeling we know where it needs to be. Uh, music in the current state of the technology that we're in with the minds of developers and the smart people that we have around us, we're going to get something figured out. And we believe, I don't want to put too much out there, but we believe that being part of rug radio, that rug radio will have a division that's for musicians to put their music out safely and make the majority of the money. 
like it was intended to, like art is, like anything is, right? When you're doing something, you should be paid for it, especially when it's art, especially when it's music. You're putting your soul in there. You're putting your heart. You've all that experience that you've that's led you up to putting your record out. You should be making all the money. Well, you shouldn't owe the record label money. Just my opinion here. No, but I hear you're saying, but I mean, I don't even think it's a matter of you should make the money, but you should be control of what you make, what you want to do with your portion of it. Like if you make something, you should be able to say, like Jay might say, hey, I'm making this song, but I want all the proceeds to go to my church for this one particular song. I want to do that. He's in control. Of and you're, he's in control. 100%. Exactly. Like, so, but, and he can do that in a way with using blockchain technology that yeah. nobody can could share the it. wallet. Like, you can share the royalties. Yeah. You can split it how you want. If, if you want, uh, what, what we're talking about here, Jay is like, if you had, you know, you own a hundred percent of everything, right? Let's say minus the processing company. Right. Let's say the processing company is taking, you know, 1%, so to speak, or, or let's just do 5%, right. Or 10% for this sake of this. If it was you, you'd probably take like 60%, right? You know, I would just take 99 and give you one. Okay. So here we are back to square one. Yeah. We need a new technology now. <laughs> but so like, um, you know, then you can allocate, you can, you can tell uh, with this, basically what goes, you know, the, the, how it gets to the blockchain, there's a smart contract that's created. Uh, I'm sure there's something different. There's something that's out there now that we have to do a little research on. It's a 20, I'm sorry, 7160 ERC. I'm just talking um, contract stuff here, Jay. So I don't expect you to understand that. But we're we're still learning about this, uh, you know, technology that's on the blockchain for music that will help. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, let's say you know you're getting 100 percent, and you say you want 25 percent to go to this church. They're going to have a wallet, and that wallet will have an address, like a number address. Uh, you know, you want you want you know 25 percent to go to this hospital, children's hospital, for whatever, right? They'll have a wallet with a wallet address. As the money's coming in, you don't have to do anything. You already allocated by the smart contract. You're telling uh, 25 to go here, 25 percent to go here, and 25 percent to go over there, and the other 50 percent is going to go right into your wallet, right? And you're going to get it by the snap of a finger because that's how fast the technology works with this. So that's really what we're we're, we're aiming to do, you know. Besides, you know, you're owning all of the right your rights. Uh, and no one's going to mess with you, right? Nobody's coming after you. No one's telling you that you owe them money because they, they bought you, you know, a box of tissues and, while you were in the studio. Sure. Right? And, and I want to add other, one other thing, you know, uh, with visual art, um, artists through the ages and a lot of them, you know, still haven't made what they should or, or made even more than they should. And I don't even want to use the word should cause it's probably inappropriate in this, uh, setting. But, um, with music, it seems like, we never picked the price. It's always like, hey, nine. I remember when I was a kid, there was like uh, KTEL records. Like there'd be like 30 songs they'd squeeze on the vinyl that sound like best. crap, you know, but because they'd squeeze them all on this vinyl. But like we have all these hits. They put all the B-sides on there or whatever from an artist. But my point is, uh, and you would get that through the whatever record club for 99 cents and you could get six records sales once a month, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself, right? But anyway, like how fair was that like it's fair or even spotify look at spotify like i use spotify all the time i love it and i just started recently been thinking like i use it and i love it but it's because the stuff i'm I'm not listening to my own music on spotify so sure i love it because but when somebody's listening to my music i love it too because i want to share my music but really it's i'm probably deserve not only 
doing an, a disservice to myself, but probably to the culture of, to the artist, to the human spirit by putting my music on Spotify. I'm still going to do it because I haven't figured out, or maybe I won't still do it, but I have some songs up there I, I put up there. But my point is, um, it's a, it's not a good message because I don't know. I, actually, I do know about you, Jay. Like you, your music is worth more than it gets when you when somebody streams it on Spotify. And I know it's not always about the money. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, how can we be our best if we're not compensated? Not appropriately, not in a way of, oh, I have to get my worth. A lot of times when people say that, they think they're worth more than they are. But let's face it, we're all, everybody in this room and everybody on this planet is worth more than zero, zero, two cents a spin, in my opinion. You know, people I don't like, you know. (laughs) I digress. And with this too, with this technology, you you put the price on your product. So... That's up to you what you want to sell it for, right? You, you know, you don't have to go traditionally what everyone else is doing. And then you could also do other things like there's uh, utility, right? So let's say, you know, you put an album out and, um, you know, whoever buys that album that's on the blockchain, uh, you say by token proof, which is an app that you can actually, it'll tell that it'll tell you that, that that person actually owns the token, which is the, the, your song on the blockchain or your album on the blockchain. And you can give them VIP access to your show. Let's say you're going to be in Chicago and all the holders of your album that live in Chicago that want to come see you, they don't got to pay to get into the event. They get to meet you, meet and greet. Maybe they get an autograph. Maybe you're giving away T-shirts. Maybe you're giving away a, a, a you know, a vinyl, vinyl record, you know, something that's really cool, like a uh, collector's item, you know, like that's what that, that's why this makes it so much better. Uh, also, you're dealing directly with your, with your fans you're dealing directly with them in the sense right so uh, it makes it more interactive it makes it more intimate uh, that you're dealing with the people that are supporting you and you know who's supporting you because you know the all the wallet addresses that own your music so you can you know build your community up there there's a lot of things that that you know that we're touching on now but the, we're just throwing a lot of stuff out there but the blockchain and the wave of technology that's coming is definitely going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with and we're telling you about it now because you're definitely going to hear about it later that i could tell you wow yeah for sure. be dope, yeah I, and i just want to add one other thing like this is all, all these things that hef was just talking about we we saw this a lot of this in play at, at this live uh event we were at this weekend and we've seen it a lot in uh like in the visual art uh, a lot of people are using these mechanics if you will and these utilities if you will uh, already but it hasn't really hit music yet. So me and Hef kind of feel responsible because we got into this lane a couple of years ago and we've been, uh, you know, learning about it and, and utilizing it for other things, sometimes investments even, you know, uh, sometimes bad investments, to be honest with you, and sometimes some good ones, you know. But nevertheless, the technology has proved very useful in uh, a lot of different ways of, of doing transactions and especially in my opinion in art collectibles and interaction with uh you know people creating and their people that enjoy those creations from those creators so uh you know so so we're trying to learn about it and help ourselves and others and uh and and just try to figure out how to to make uh, sustain how to keep music alive, man. Because I'll be honest with you, I think music's in danger. You know, it's like I think our artists, you know, 
going to keep creating if they can't sustain the way to create. Like, I'll give you a short story. And I know, I hope, Jay, if you got to roll at any time, but I just want to give you one short story, you know. So I used to make music all the time on an old uh, drum machine called an MP60. You probably know about it, but it's a really classic drum machine. And uh, it has, oh, wow, yeah. has a very distinct uh, sound to it. I love it. It had these old chips in it that you can't even get anymore. And uh, this uh, machine was made, I think, in 88. They, they ran it for a year. They only made, like, a few of them, but it has a very distinct sound. I love making music on it, but the way you produce on it, it takes time, right? And even though I love the sound of it, the time it takes to create on it, I don't have that time. Like, you know, I do like 11-hour shifts at my job, you know, and I have other shit in life I have to do. So I don't utilize that tool to make music. I flipped it. I sold it. I was like, and, I ma- and I'm not complaining. Like, I still make music with the tools I got, but I have to use more efficient, time-efficient tools to make right, it. Right. But because I'm using those time-efficient tools, I'm not necessarily getting the exact sound that I like is when I use the MPC 60, but because of those time restraints, you know, time is money. And uh, what happens is as time, as our time uh, is restricted, I think the vibrations get weaker. You know, we want big positive vibes, music vibes. Uh, We want our vibes to be strong. Um, Anyway, I'm being a total weirdo now, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I feel that we need to create a proper uh, way for, musicians to interact and get paid so they can make good vibes it's that simple i don't know does that make sense or am i being weird <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely man you're good so absolutely yeah. so jay it's been we, we were up here normally we end the show at 10 but you've been like such a great guest and amazing that oh, wow. that you're still hanging out with us and you know we could probably talk forever jay on a real note because we're talking we're just riffing you know and we're just riffing about music we're riffing about technology riffing about your story and um you know all the things that you've done and where you're going so that that right there that question i mean i'm leading to a question is like what's next for you jay are you touring right now currently are you about to go on tour i know the holidays are coming but after the holiday after the new year what, what 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 do you have planned for us um you know that's a good that's a good question. Um, I, I've honestly, um, you know, I don't know I don't know if this uh, matches <laughs> what we're doing, but I, I've honestly gotten into um, real estate, man. Um, <laughs> I've been oh. doing real estate lately, so that's that's kind of been my uh, my drive. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> my, it's a lot different drive. than the music. So tell me, you know, real yeah. real fast here, if you don't, you know, want to elaborate on it, but like tell tell us like what it is that you're doing. Why are you doing it? Yeah. So it was one of those things where, that I've been want I've been wanting to do for years. You you know how people say like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a real estate one day." You know, this <laughs> is one of those things. Um, so I was one of those for years, man. I was one of those for years. Like I, I knew I wanted to do it, but I just for some reason I would never get in there. I didn't think I had the money to do it. All of the above. You know what I mean? Yeah. All, all of the above. Are, are you- all, all, all of Things that would stop you from doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask you here uh, in relation to this. Are you purchasing real estate to, let's say, a house to rent out, uh, apartment building to rent, condo to rent, or is it for yourself? Like, what's what's your what are you doing? Right. So right now, I'm um, it's it's I'm a wholesaler. So I'm I'm kind of like the middleman. So um, I. And and I'm specifically doing land. I really oh. like this a model because um, 
So I'm, it's called a land flipper, kind of sort of, but it's really the wholesale. You guys heard the wholesaling? No, I'm, I'm that's familiar. I mean, I'm unfamiliar with the wholesaling that you know, but I, I kind of get the gist of it. But you break it down for us. That uh, for yeah. Adult. So so wholesale. So in April, April, I was like, all right, I'm going to start wholesaling because I felt like that would be something easy for me. So the whole the whole concept of that is, um, say someone's ready to move out their house, or their house is so old that you know they want to sell it. So say that was me say say you were the wholesaler now and i wanted to sell my house you come to me and say you you market to people that you know maybe they have owned their houses for a long time or whatever or market to people that you know may have be back on their taxes or whatever so you, i mark so you first first of all you send out marketing and then you 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 contact people that you know you may want to buy their house for so say i wanted to buy i wanted to sell my house for say $80,000. I'm just talking. I'm just giving numbers, just random numbers, just so we can have an idea. $80,000 I want to sell my house for. You have a buyer that will buy the house for $100,000. So that spread in the middle, that $20,000 goes to me, goes to the wholesaler, goes to you as the middleman. So, um, so I'm pretty much, that's all I'm doing with wholesaling. And, um, the strategy is, um, to work with builders. I've been working with builders right now. I'm in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, working with a uh, specific builder. Um, you know, builders look for land, <laughs> you know, the, the, they, they need to build their houses. So I literally bring them lots, uh, certain lots, you know, they, they have their restrictions and what they want. So, um, and I, so the way I was set up, I was set up with two VAs. They, they're all the way in the Philippines. They pretty much do a bulk of the job for me. They they talk to the people for me until like somebody's ready to sell. So once they find a lot that somebody's ready uh, to sell, um, they'll come to me. I'll go to the builder and say, "Hey, um, will you will you buy this lot for this uh, for a hundred thousand dollars? Keep that same same numbers, hundred thousand dollars." And I can tell the seller, "Hey, I'll buy your lot for eighty thousand dollars." But this is be this is before I tell the seller. I mean the build the buyer, which is the builder. Um, I, I, I got confirmation from them that they would buy this specific lot for a hundred thousand dollars. So before I even get it in the contract, I have a builder that says, "Hey, they'll buy it for this much." So it it makes the process easy for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have a buyer before I, you know, before the seller signs the contract. Yeah, I like. That. Yeah, so man, it makes it so much easier. So that's why I like this. Um, and you can do that with houses too, but I just like the idea of doing it with the land because um. It's it's a little bit it's a lot easier. You're not dealing with, you know, somebody's house where you don't know if something the the roof is you know broke. You know what I mean? Or yeah. or, or you know you, you don't know those things with a house normally. But you're dealing with dirt with land. You know what I mean? Well, like, I there's nothing that could. There's be, nothing there. You know. Yeah, it's nothing there. So you can't can't really. It's not a lot of things that could go wrong. That's right. You know what I mean, so well, so it's called it's called land flipping. Land flipping. Land, land I'm gonna flipping, check that out. Yeah. Something new I've never heard of. So thank you for the knowledge on that. Um, no, I want to I want to take this time uh, to give Suze since she's still up on stage with us. I, I appreciate you being here and everybody else being here. This this uh, this this uh, show we we went on longer than we normally do, but we're having a great conversation and we're just riffing here, so uh, we don't really stifle the time with the time. Uh, Suze, you, I'm going to give you the mic. You're the last one here to uh, to ask Jay a question or if you have a comment or anything that uh, you would like to say. Well, yeah, I have no, no, no input on real estate. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. 
Um, but I do have a question for you, Jay, since you are a musician, which is an artist. Um, do you collect art or um, do you have art on your walls in, in, in any of your homes? I don't, but you know, my, my wife loves it. So I might need to talk to do you. Do, do you do that type of thing? I do. So yeah, we I might, do. I might need to contact you. No, we, we love it, but we don't have it in our home yet. So no, it's something I'd, I'd want to do. I'd love to do that. Well, you know, we have lots of amazing art that is digital and all you have to do is get yourself a screen or two and then you can change your art as often as you like or as not often as you like. Oh, that's done. Um, yeah, that's not one thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing way to go. And, um, you know, there's a couple of different options as far as screens go. And um, I had a good conversation at our house with the folks from Black Dove. Um, and, you know, but also like if you have a giant TV screen, if it's a fairly new TV, you can use that as, you know, you can display art on, on most of the new televisions as well. So, um, yeah, so definitely like if you want to hit me up on a follow, I'm happy to talk to you more about it. Um, but you know, it's just, I find it interesting because visual artists definitely use music as inspiration. And like I said, like they'll see colors or movement and I'd sometimes, you know, you could, you can look at somebody's art and you're like, oh, they were totally listening to some like bebop jazz, like, because <laughs> right. it's crazy looking. Wow. And, and so I am always interested, um, do, you know, which is why I asked you, like, do, when you're playing music, do you see colors? And I'm going to flip this over to half and J6, because you guys are musicians as well. Like when you're playing and you're in the zone, do you see a color or shape? My red so confident he flashes colors of war and ribbons of euphoria. I'm just kidding, man. That's a Jimi Hendrix tune <laughs> that my ex is bold as love. He actually talks about how music is all different colors to him, and it's beautiful. Check it out. But uh, that was wow. a poor representation. But myself, I see something that's not – I definitely see something that's not a sight or a vision. It's something that's a feeling, and it's not a color. It's not a, it's, sometimes it's a word. Like sometimes if I'm half asleep and, and I'm playing, but I'm in a little bit of a sleep state, or if I, I hear music that's instrumental music and I'm in a sleep state, I actually hear, like if there's a guitar player playing a nice melody, I'll hear it as words and it's sentences as clear as day. And it's not just because I took some magic mushrooms either. It's just, I'm just but, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I just really like sometimes it's just a feeling and it's not specifically a color, but maybe it's a color, but maybe it's a color that's not defined because there's definitely colors besides the primaries or the secondaries or even the tertiaries. There's colors that we don't even know about, just like there's planets we don't know about. Right. So sure. Um, sure. The, the short answer is long and it's yes, I do see colors. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll step it up here too. Uh, so I, I do, when I'm making music, uh, I do see some color, but that's because I'm smoking a lot. Uh, no, I'm just playing there. I digress, but no, I, 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 do, I do kind of like most of it is more blue hues for me, uh, blue and green and a mix of yellow in there. I guess that's how we get to the blue, but, um, I do kind of see that stuff as I'm, as I'm creating, uh, the music. And to me, I think it's just the sound and color, you know, um, not the wow. color and sound. So, um, I feel like, you know, when I'm, when I'm, making a song, I feel like, yeah, that it's, there's a lot of color in there, you know, and I, as with art, <clears throat> um, I'm very keen and I love very, I love bright colors. I like art that kind of jumps out at you with the color. And so I feel like when I'm making music, 
I feel like I want it to be bright and I want it to jump out at you. I want you, I want you, I want you to be able to feel yeah. it that way. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little that. earth Tony, you know, it just depends on the, the mood that I'm in. But for the most part, I try to keep it nice and blue and cool as you're. Blue. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Thanks guys. That was awesome. And um, yeah, Jay, if you, if you at all interested, I'm happy to talk to you more about, um, you know, curating some art for your walls and, and, and the different options. And that's for anybody who listens to this, like, um, that, that is definitely something I, that I am into and happy to share. Thank you, with Sue. Folks. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much for having me on dudes. You Absolutely. Guys have a Thank you. Sue. Awesome. Just, yeah. Come back anytime. Sue's like, uh, we'll love to have you. We'll, you. We will talk. We'll, we'll, we'll get through all that stuff. Yeah. All the good stuff. Uh, Jay Bratton, I really appreciate you being here and uh, blessing the stage and blessing just riffing with us uh, and just riff with us, you know, for real uh, Sue's as well. <clears throat> Pardon me, J6, my co-host, uh, Line Trash. Thank you for being here from the get-go. OD as well. Thank you for getting up on stage and having uh, and having combos with us as well. Anytime you want to come back, OD, our pleasure, man, for sure. The door is wide open for you and Sue's. Uh, G-Man, thank you for hanging out with us, man. I love G-Man. He's he's our uh, G-Man is the the main de head developer for Rug Radio, uh, which is another great company. Uh, I'll, we'll send you links, Jay, so you you're you're hip to what's going on there. Uh, Miss Hennessy, thank you. Beautiful lady. Uh, had a pleasure meeting her in Miami at the R House, uh, Rug Radio R House. So, yeah, I love the fam. Love everybody. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. I'm going to play out this song and uh, we're going to call it a day. Thank right on. You, Thanks, everybody. Uh, bless up. Love you guys. Yeah, Jay, man. Thank appreciate you, guys. You so man. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Yes. OT, great thank you. It's been a pleasure, guys. guys. Right yes, sir. Yes, sir. so fast.